to the Save Room Reviews, where we review video games, other video games. What was the last thing we reviewed? Movies? A movie. Yeah, movies. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Oh, what a piece of shit. You know, it's it's rare that I see a movie and then completely forget that I saw it. Like, right. Like, in the week after. That's happened with a few movies this year. Mainly Don't Breathe 2. It's like ghost wiping. What's ghost wiping? Oh, when you take a poop and you expect there to be poop on the on the paper, but when you wiped, it's like ghosted. It's gone. Oh. That's, that's Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> I, I wish I had that more often. I have the... <laughs> The, uh, the magic yeah. marker wipes where it never seems to end. <laughs> still poop. Yeah, still poop. Still, still poop. Wow, what a great intro yeah. so far. Do we need to retake it? No, I don't think we do. Because of that fucking cat? No, I think we're fine. Okay, we're fine. Sorry, there's a cat trying to break into this yeah. room while we're recording, the recording space, because she wants to chew on my cords mm-hmm. and then walk out for no reason. Yeah. But we, we're not allowing it today, and she's very upset. No, we're not allowing it because this <laughs> this podcast is business. We need all yeah, of our focus business. here, roommates. Yeah, me, me too? You. Okay. Kevin. You got me 100%. <laughs> well, today we're, we're assembling uh, the, the new Avengers to come and talk about the newest Spider-Man movie, No Way Home. Who are the new Avengers? Uh, that's a good question. Who are you assembling? Well, Kate, probably. What are you doing? Kate's going to be a new Avenger? You're going to be a new Avenger. I'm going to be a new Avenger? Yeah. There's just Kevins that are new Avengers? You think that's okay? Do you think they'll let me be in there? <laughs> I mean, you have to do something heroic. Something heroic? Yeah. I wake up every day. Shit. It's a hard world. You know, until in 2021 in this this yeah. COVID Omicron landscape, waking up, there's a lot to that. There's a lot of merit to that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a, a jovial start to this podcast. <laughs> well, you know, it's worth waking up for Spider-Man No Way Home. God damn it. A movie so good. I saw it twice. So definitely worth uh, the brisk of death. Uh, thanks to Omicron. <laughs> What a, what a thing to joke about. I've risked life and limb for Spidey, but God damn it, I'm here to tell you it was worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the, yeah. the idea that this movie isn't available like elsewhere to stream. Right. I think maybe this is one of those things where they definitely wanted it to be this pinnacle theater experience. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, when shit is like that theater money. peaking right now with yeah. like like COVID cases again, it's like maybe you should have given people the option. Mm-hmm. But with that, I think you you put a, a chokehold on the idea that spoilers can get out quicker. Is that is, so people's lives are worth protecting spoilers? Is Listen, that what Disney thinks? Probably. I think Disney just wants that fucking money, man. They're, well, well they saw how yeah. it went for like Black Widow. And probably a few other movies. Yeah, didn't that not go to well? I don't know. They don't release their, like, so all these streamers don't release metrics they're not proud of. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's something that's like, oh, here's a record breaker, it's like, they'll only tell you about the record breaker, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to tell you, like, what the fucking drop-off for Cowboy Bebop was, for instance, right? So with Black Widow, I don't know how well it did on on Disney Plus when they're charging for... When they're charging for 30 bucks. It clearly didn't do well enough because it was like grounds for Scarlett Johansson like wanting to sue. To sue? Yeah, as like a contract violation. Oh my, that, that they didn't release it in theaters? Yeah. Wow. Way to go, ScarJo. <laughs> Did she win that one? Did we I get a follow-up on that one? I have no idea. No? Oh man, what a mess. Why, why should I be entangled in the, the lives of millionaires? Right? Like, what does that mean to me? That means nothing to me. <laughs> Why do I need to know about millionaires? Taxes are rich. I don't care. All I care about is is the the live and lives of, of my favorite neighborhood friendly spider. There you go. Right? And, that's you know, all that matters. That's that's what I came here for. We're um, not here to be Entertainment Weekly. 
So we kind of we, we do these review episodes. You guys have been along for a few of them throughout the years, right? Yeah, dude. They're they're a ball of wax of conversation, spoilers, and all that. Uh, we're gonna get into some top level stuff, general overview, and then we're gonna fucking just. There's a lot to spoil in this movie, and yeah. I think by nature I'm probably gonna spoil something else uh, in the MCU as well. So if you want to put your fucking spoiler headphones on, you know, block we're gonna it spoil out. like four things. We're not gonna spoil things yet, though. Don't, no, don't, no, don't, no. don't walk away. Get stay the fuck here. We are going to review this without spoilers for like five to ten minutes because that's all we're capable of. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many fucking spoilers. Everything that's a joy in this Mm -hmm. film is a spoiler. But you you buckle in. Before we get into the spoiler talk, let's do a little top of the episode promotion, right? Hmm? We are the save room. Are we sponsored by somebody? Maybe. Who's we sponsored by? Uh, Fucking Funko NFTs. Funko? No! Get yourself an ephemeral Spidey. Oh my god. (laughs) So... The newest, the newest news about that that kind of bled into like the I guess the comic and movie space, right? Yeah. Scream is doing an NFT. Scream is doing which, NFT. It crossover. looks like yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. What is this vampire syndicate bullshit? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. But they they did um an NFT for was Chakra the the Great, who's supposed to be like the first like Indian Marvel superhero? hero, yeah, first Native American thing. Native you. American. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh-huh. Um. And they tweeted it from, like, this official Stan Lee account that, like, Chakra was going to be, like, made available as an NFT. How did they get Stan to hit send? <sighs> Whoa. Like, what is what is the deal with these corporations, like, parading on the corpse corpses of, like, heroes that we love? Like, they did it with Chadwick. Yeah. They're doing it with Stan Lee. Right. Well, that's their favorite thing. They're always going to they're always gonna do that. They did it with um, Tupac. There was Tupac. Yeah. We see it a little bit in the Disney movies, too. Like, Star Wars are like, well, this person's dead, but we need him because we're doing a 70s throwback bullshit, right? So they bring back what? Like, what was his name? Karin Tatarin from Rogue One. The one dead guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, evil dude. And then uh, Leia, of course. Young Leia. That was weird. That was awkward. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, the corporations are always going <laughs> to bring back the dead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. His name was Chakra the Invincible. Okay. Not Chakra the Great. I'm going to read this real quick because it just pisses me off so much. And this is from chakra.beyondlife.club. <laughs> what? <laughs> Chakra the Invincible is a very special character brought to you by Stan Lee in collaboration with the Sherrod, Devrajan, and Gotham Chopra. Beyondlife.club is the first ever Hollywood meets Bollywood superhero NFT collection brings you chakra art punks as the name implies the chakra art punks is a series of stills that depicts various characters in the chakra comics each one with their own signature look accessories and some very signature elements that make these stanley chakra the invincible nfts an absolute collectible wow they look look how like oh my god the nft Look at those fucking Stan Lee Chakra NFTs. Oh, wow. Yeah, what the fuck? Wow. Those are probably millions of dollars you're looking at right there. You gotta invest in the crypto, man. Decentralize yourself. Apparently, we're on the wrong side of history because we don't believe in NFTs. Appar- apparently not. Here's what it is, kids. True believers at home. I-, I think all these corporations just, like, check the SEOs and they go, like, oh, this NFT shit keeps on, like, popping up on, like, Google Trends, right? And then they just dive into whatever fucking thing is trending because it's like, oh, there might be some money there. When they figure out that it's like, oh, it's like a fucking, like a, like a microtransaction thing. I'm all aboard. <laughs> I'm all aboard. Yeah. Let's see if we can packages sell this get on the trend as quickly as possible and that's why you see all these bullshit crossovers with like scream and some random fucking association Mm -hmm. 
NFTers. <laughs> it's it's stupid. I'm getting I'm getting sick of this train. This is it needs to end. We need to let the corporations know. Mm. It's really embarrassing. It's like it's like using memes on like social feeds. Yeah, I remember like, so like actual brand accounts using memes. I've softened to that over time. No, because some there are some occasions where it's like really good. They chipped like, away at you in fan servicing in a way where it doesn't feel like they're trying to make like money off of it. Oh yeah. But this yeah. NFT shit is ghoulish. Like yeah. I I don't understand it, and it's just getting worse and worse. You are villains. You are the true villains. Art villains. Of of Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, I, oh yeah, we got to review that, yeah. dude. Oh, so, shit. <laughs> like what I was trying to do. We're going to do some uh, top-level impressions, spoilers, all that. But before we do that, we are The Save Room. You can find us over at soundcloud.com slash The Save Room Show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitchers, Google Play, where, wherever the fuck, really. Uh, we're the only Spider-Man podcast right now that is in competition with J. Jonah Jameson, uh, who's doing numbers these days. Daily Fix. Daily Fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got a good setup now. He's selling some powder and drinks, right? <laughs> uh, it's better that than G Fuel. Uh, I mean, that's the gamer's fuel, so mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't take that besmirchment, sir. Whenever I'm like feeling like, damn, I don't think I can do this 12-hour subathon, I, t- I take a little sip of the G Fuel, and I'm like fucking Bruce Banner turned Hulk, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm out there just going like, oh, let's click some head term shred. Yeah, as you're playing fucking Resident Evil, Revengeance. Yeah. Revengeance. And all these other games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, you named a game that's real. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, you can find us over in the Twitchosphere over at twitch.tv slash Herb for Kevin and twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels for me. Kevin's going to be streaming like all this coming week. He's on vacation right now. He's doing a backlog doing, stint. Doing some backlog and holiday streams. So check that out. I got to find a gif of like snow and that'll be my new background. Mm. Just like sub it out real quick. Christmas colors. Can you do like a situation where it looks like you're in a snow globe? That I'm in a snow globe? Yeah. Oh, if I had a green screen, I could do that shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't. So it's always like, here's my room in my closet. I hope that's enjoyable to look at. <laughs> you. So you did the thing when you were streaming Metal <laughs> yeah. Gear. Uh the other day where you did you keep the background on uh, on your tv yeah with big boss yeah with big boss on there yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i did listen when you don't have things you try and kind of be creative and innovate where you can right (laughs) when you don't have things you have to be innovative exactly (laughs) exactly but yeah so that's good unless you're in the nft business then you just steal other people's work yes right click save <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's it get that the promotional stuff's done let's fucking get into this man okay um i unfortunately did not get to see this twice i missed it uh the night that you and your group of friends went out you guys got yeah to i'll take your ticket he did he did that big bearded bastard <laughs> i mean i'm assuming he paid for it but yeah. yeah you're you're we had originally planned to go on uh fra saturday night mm-hmm together what day is it holy shit i think it's sunday it is sunday because when we have a day off together it's sundays now but it's monday mm. i'm on vacay and it snowed a little bit today it did oh man yeah that was so nice yeah you like snow that little bit of snow like between between the snow and getting a great spider-man movie i feel like <laughs> i feel like christmas is here it's true i it's feel true. really good you remember last christmas uh it was miles morales that was the spider-man goodness that we mm-hmm. got i don't know if it snowed though it's not in the game. That's why I assume it snowed in real life. It waited to snow. 
okay. uh, until like January, like January. February. Yeah, right yeah. on. Because like we got snowed in in February and that That's kind of stuff. That's true. And it killed my battery. Yes, it did. So yeah, I, I didn't unfortunately didn't get to see it nope. with y'all Saturday night. But I was like, all right, we're going to see it Sunday. We're going to hit a matinee at one of the busiest malls in the world. Apparently the biggest mall in Washington. Pathetic. Uh, but <laughs> they know nothing of the Sawgrass Mills Mall. And we saw it in IMAX. Yeah, that, we did. That Dolby Digital. We did. That, that was fun. crazy. Yo, it was so good. Yo, IMAX <laughs> brought the pain. I gotta tell you, because you think like you think to yourself like, ah, it's probably fine seeing it a regular day. Like originally, I went to go to the Regal Meridian, mm-hmm. right? They don't have like nice theaters. They just have, they have, to the have nice seats. seats. Yeah, yeah, they have nice seats, and they serve nine dollar alcohol. Mm. They'll give you like a, a fucking space fuzz for like ten and a half dollars. They'll give you a margarita in a fucking mason jar. In a fucking mason jar, right? In a mason jar. I think it's really inappropriate for that kind of thing to be in the middle of a theater for somebody to stir their <laughs> yeah. fucking. Can you tell me your straw. thoughts on that? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay, so I went with a group of people, right? And I'm not, I'm not trying to like dish on anybody here, right? But I was sat next to a person who got one of these margarita things right on. I only ended up getting one beer for for this because I literally did not want to leave the theater when this movie started. Because there was no good moment, first of all. The pacing of this three-hour movie Mm -hmm. is so good that you feel like you miss important information if you, like, look away for a second. It's crazy. Whereas I remember, like, we saw uh, Far From Home in that same theater, and, like, there was a point where you got up, Earphone got up, and it's like, all right, yeah, there's there's moments where you know there's Yeah, you feel like there's time to get up, right? There are no breathers in this movie. And... I don't know if it's just like the pacing helps it so much as yeah, well. Yeah, this movie's a runaway train of enjoyment. I, I want to say like <laughs> the night before. No, no, sorry. On Friday, um, I saw a separate two and a half hour movie. Nightmare uh, Alley. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley, which is also two and a half hours that feels like a two and a half hour movie. Okay. And I was just like, man, I got to get up and like do some stuff. But like there's, there's so much to take in anyway. Mm-hmm. But that movie feels long. Spider-Man No Way Home. Doesn't feel long. No, it feels brisk. Does not feel long yeah. at all. In fact, you want it to be longer, and then you realize, it's like, oh, that was actually like three hours, dude. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. In the middle of this movie, <laughs> this person's obviously done this, this margarita. All there is is ice in there. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, absentmindedly watching the movie, maybe getting caught up in the drama of the spidered man, mm-hmm. uh, this person was stirring the ice. <laughs> you don't have to think about sounds, right? You do. You do. <laughs> it's very particular. So all ears are just stirring ice absentmindedly. Not even like, you know, like lightly. Like, no, like going whoosh, like full stirs. Like trying to mix a drink. Like maybe the muscle memory of mixing drinks came to life in that moment. <laughs> Did it for like maybe 10-ish minutes before they realized like maybe this is a thing for other people. <laughs> maybe... I didn't say anything. I'm not I'm not that guy, Daniel. Did it only happen during stressful parts of the movie? Uh, it was like the third act, so maybe. Okay, so maybe that's their yeah. nervous, like, tick or right. habit, right? Like, yeah, it was killing me, though. Like, I talk about my hair, some people jack their legs. Right. You know, this person stirs stirred the ice. Stirred the ice. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this. <laughs> but, like, 100%, my dude, you were the dickhead if you say something. Mm. You were the dickhead. Mm. She'll always remember that if I were to just be like, hey, can you stop that? Yeah. Like, just Especially like in a that. group of friends. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's a fun oh, You can't God. Oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah, I wasn't she's going to talk that. about you behind your back for like weeks like there was that yeah. one dude what was his name fucking yeah I remember glasses. he just like got out of sh- like bent out of shape for yeah. no reason like that's exactly how they'll like tell that story <laughs> got bent out of shape for no reason rather than explaining the eye situation and then other people were like well, who gives a fuck and I'd be like I hear it <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah anyway. so you saw it with that big group of yeah. people but then you and I had I think like just uh, we had a bro 
bro days out with it, right? Bro days out. Uh, we had a bros day out with it, and no, I was just I like, like, yo, I'm gonna I treat, like bros day out. I'm going to treat my boy to some IMAX experience. Uh, we took an edible apiece, because that's our thing. We did. That changed, we, that changed the we, texture of this film. When we go see <laughs> fucking, like, movies together, we're like, yeah. you know, like, you texted me, and I, like, I had the same thought. You're like, I texted you at 11 a.m. What if we took an edible and saw this, and I screamed yeah. across the hallway, and I'm like, yeah, yo! Yeah. It's true. That was the plan. We did this for Endgame as we well. Uh, it's dangerous sometimes because sometimes it makes you sleepy. Mm-hmm. But we were watching the movie at 3.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. So therefore I knew like, oh, I'd be my prime time awakenedness. I had a worry that I was going to be a little tired because I stayed out really late the That's night before. <laughs> I stayed up till like 4 a.m. I barely slept. So I was like, oh, man, there's probably going to be a point where like I get like my, my grandfather did. Uh, during a bug's life and maybe fall asleep a little bit. Excuse me? This is a very specific Yeah, story. it happened. Don't worry about wow, it. Wow, like you yeah. conjured this yeah. memory. <laughs> Holy shit. It also happened during Castaway and a few other movies we uh, saw together. If, if we're talking about this, uh, Pokemon the first movie, my dad fucking was snoring during that film. Snoring throughout. Oh. And Independence Day, <laughs> I remember very distinctly he fell asleep like halfway through, did not wake up until credits. Yeah. <laughs> There was actually sorry. There was also ca- uh, not Castaway. The Perfect yeah. Storm with Perfect Storm with George Clooney. Oh, the moment with the storm going off, I'm like, Grandpa, how are you sleeping through this? <laughs> oh, dude, that's some ASMR right yeah. there. Like the water going and whatnot. I'd be going to bed oh, too. Oh my god, absolutely. But I was pleased with the the movie going experience for this okay. as a whole. Granted, no recliner seats, but you know, everybody wearing masks in a full uh, theater for the most yep, part. Everyone wearing masks and. No, no bad movie theater experiences outside of that. Nobody like laughing or being loud unnecessarily. Like everybody yeah. was just in for the ride. No ice. No ice. No, no, no. no. And um, yeah, honestly, that you mentioned it. That's probably the first time since the old uh, pandemic uh, that I've had to wear a mask throughout like an entire film. Usually, mm-hmm. when we go see films like Halloween Kills and even Shang Chi and all that, we were next to no one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty empty theaters, right? This one was packed. Yeah. And especially during Welcome to Raccoon City because nobody wanted to see that movie. I think we're the only two in that theater. <laughs> there might have been one other guy going like, why am I here? Yeah. It, it was a weird feeling. Didn't someone come up to us at the end of that, actually? Yeah, yeah, there was a dude. I was like, what the fuck happened? What was that? Oh, no, that was Halloween Kills. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, you're somebody right. came up and like, why did you bring back all these people just to kill them? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but sorry, let's stay on track right, well, here. Spider Man. This is gonna be a long one, so we got to. Daniel, keep let me ask you a tactical question on the, here. On the rails. How did you enjoy this film, and how's it stack up? Let's just keep it localized to the other two Spider Man home movies. Okay, so the, the John Watts home, yeah, uh, trilogy, the Watts trilogy, the Watts trilogy. Okay, so to keep it like pretty top level, yeah. like I love this movie. Right I on. thought it was a, a fun ride. A uh, lot of lot of fan service and, and fanfare that like sometimes maybe hems a little close to being cheesy with with some of the characters, but I think they nailed it perfectly in like the last act where they needed to with with some of the the late stage characters that got uh, brought into the fold, which I really love. They they seem like they they knew what they were doing with you know, bringing some, some of these characters back and, and what that would look like for, for audiences without, you know, hamming it up, like, too much. Um, it's a fun ride. It's an emotional ride. Like, there were, like, five separate times in this movie where I actively teared up. One moment I cried. I fucking cried in this movie. I realized. Uh, yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, fuck, oh, yeah. that was... I felt that. That was crazy. I can't I guess- believe... Yeah. Can't believe fucking uh Yeah, you can't say anything. <laughs> I was like You're trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to, to can't believe they brought back the pie scene from fucking Spider Man three. Yeah. Um 
but man, like the 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 action is is probably some of my favorite in the John Watts movies. Uh, some of the best like Tom Holland fight choreography. Great uses of of some of the suits. Um, I think I made a a comment to you that like I. I was kind of like on the fence with the Iron Spider suit for like a lot of the other movies, Mm -hmm. but they really use it very well in this movie. Um, I think as an ensemble movie, there's a lot to do with this and a lot that could have gone wrong. But like each character has like a good moment. Uh, The core like hero ensemble cast, like, you know, between Ned, Pete, uh, MJ, fucking Aunt May, Happy, Doctor Strange, like, all those characters, like, really, really work together in a way that feels organically, like, extensive of, like, the the first two home movies coming off of Far From Home, and then even, like, what we got with, uh, like, Infinity War and Endgame, right? So it feels like it all melds, like, really, really nicely. Um, I do appreciate that this is, like, the first of those movies that actually kind of feels like a full-on Spider-Man movie unto itself that doesn't feel too beholden to, like, Tony Stark, or the MCU, like, mm-hmm. like there is always going to be the echo effect of what happened, like, in at the end of Phase Three. Yeah, I, I, and I think a big part of that is the catalyst for this movie isn't some sort of incident in yeah. the MCU or someone like mm-hmm. using technology from the MCU. Like, you think back at a uh, Vulture kind of getting the uh, Shatari stuff is a very MCU thing, yep. and so is even Mysterio coming off of like a, a he's a jilted employee from Stony Stony Dark. <laughs> Tony Stark mm. um, is very much like rooted in that. But this one is literally, this is a Spider-Man problem mm-hmm. and that needs a Spider-Man to solve it. Yeah, and like you get these moments where like the, the main catalyst for the, the problem of the movie really just comes off of like Pete's good intentions. Yep. And like he has to solve it like Peter Parker. Like he doesn't really have anybody else but himself and his friends to really figure it out. Right. Which is, it's, it's cool to see Tom Holland work in these ways. Versus, like, the first two movies where I feel like he was still kind of, like, wet behind the ears, mm-hmm. still trying to figure out how to be Spider-Man, how to live up to the shadow of Iron Man. Which is its own, like, fun thing yeah. to, like, go through as well, right? But I, I love seeing him come into his own as, like, yeah. Pete Parker and Spider-Man in this. He fucking owns the role, Tom Holland. Like, I think this yeah. is the best we've seen him as Spider-Man and Peter Parker, like, in all six movies he's been in at this point. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like... And but he, he just brings so much to it in this one. Yeah. Things that we haven't seen in the other films and things that, like, is a lot for any actor to try to balance throughout the, like, course of, like, one film, let alone being coming off of the character having done it already, like, five times. Yeah, and I think it's... Because a lot of the first two movies are fun. They're lighthearted, yeah. right? Like, And we, we just watched Homecoming and Far From Home kind of right. like in, in succession. <laughs> so we, we kind of are still coming off of those. But, like, there's a lot of, like, fun, lighthearted, like, kind of high school romps and adventures in that. And this, it's like, there's a lot of complex emotions, a lot of like dealings with fate and like choice and like, am I doing the right thing? And, you know, we haven't really seen, I mean, I haven't seen Tom Holland in a lot of movies Mm -hmm. uh, outside of like the MCU. So like, this really kind of gave me faith that he can be a dynamic actor kind of through and through. I think he is. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a few films that he's been in uh, outside of this, and he's pretty he's pretty decent. Um, he's in that, like, what, the devil all the time as well? Yeah. yeah. So, but I think through and through, like, it delivered on all the stuff I was hoping it would. Yeah. Um, there, there were pinnacle moments that I knew had to happen, and I was just curious, like, how are we going to get here? And the how 
was really rewarding through and through, you know, whether it was like bringing back all, all the older characters, like, you know, this isn't spoilers because it's like in the trailers, but like, you know, bringing in the villains like Doc Ock and, and Green Goblin, like how, how is that going to happen? Like, I thought that was a uh, pretty well managed, um, it's a wild, exhilarating ride from start to finish as both like an MCU fan and a Spider-Man fan of like the films for like 20 years and even beyond that, right? Mm. Like, you know, to be kind of in the culture of Spider-Man these days, right? To like be caught up in the memes of it all, right? The spider it, cult. The spider culture. It's just, it's it's a complex web, if you will, but like I think... I don't, I don't get it. No, well, What's that? So spiders... Like web design. Web design. Right. That's pretty good right there. Computers. But I think it just, it's a, a balancing act that like brings the MCU together 20 years of spider-man history together and then everything else and i i, I really enjoyed it um i think like to ask like a, where i would put it like in the the rankings of the three i think far from home is my least favorite of them hmm. homecoming is like a damn near perfect movie yeah it's just like a, this is his first like full spider-man flick uh, no fat, great pacing. This movie, like, while the pacing is perfect, it has some, like, sloppy moments of execution that mm. I just kind of, like, let allow. I'm just like, you know what? I'm okay with it because, like, I'm here for the ride. Mm. Like, you know, even if there's some kind of, like, head-scratching moments of, like, would, would that actually work? Or is this a plot hole? Like, I don't care because the next moment is so gripping or fun that kind of comes along after it. So, yeah, I, I'd put it, like, kind of neck and neck with with uh homecoming for me i think maybe like a little above it a little above it i don't know it's tough <laughs> i've only seen it once and i'm still kind of digesting it right as right. well but yeah it's it's a great fucking film and i'm i'm glad i had nothing spoiled for me uh for it because i went on like twitter blackout and... yeah me neither Not, nothing was really spoiled like there's things that you could infer and what we kind of hoped for but like it, there was nothing that i felt like was outright spelled out to me online yeah mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of like my minimal spoiler take on it what, what about you is like the kind of handling the minimal spoiler take yeah, yeah, yeah. uh sp- Spider-Man fan, because he's your favorite superhero. He's my favorite superhero, indeed. I always talk about that. I I just love what Spider-Man represents, right? And and he's not like, um, again, he's not Tony Stark. He's not a billionaire. He's not some gamma irradiated rage monster <laughs> like he's he's very relatable as a character very very relatable character like mm-hmm. his problems you can almost relate to except for the fact that like he has to intermix his his rogues gallery and you know being chased down and shit yeah by vultures and whatnot and his powers of course but this movie for me i think it's my favorite of the home trilogy very easily mm-hmm. i think homecoming i agree is a perfect film but i think this is like a better spider-man film because it is yes. a Spider-Man film. Yes. Um, like I said before, like it's it it's a problem that's very much Pete Parker, and it extends beyond the MCU and also touches into the twenty years of Spider-Man films that we know, and has a lot as like as its role as a film doing both of those things of balancing the legacy of Spider-Man as well as kind of opening up what the future is for Spider-Man and the MCU and beyond. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do, mm-hmm. and it could have fucked up. Like, the, like, honestly, this should have been a disaster. Like, looking at all the components and yep. all the things it needed to land, like, across the different characters, a, the biggest ensemble we've seen in Spider-Man yet, and kind of the emotional impact as well. It's like, this could have just fucking dudded, right? And it didn't. <laughs> like, I agree. It does have some sloppy parts to its execution, and some of it's, like, uh, more precisely just illogical fallacies with how it brings in some of the characters and some of their motivations mm-hmm. and such. Like what? This is not a spoiler. You already know Electro's in the movie. 
completely different interpretation of mm-hmm. of electro that still references where he comes from yes and it's like a weird thing where they're just like they're trying to reconcile the fact that jamie fox is a huge star and he's hot <laughs> like why would you hide him in blue <laughs> you know but like it, it was the right choice here's the thing with every sloppy element it's somehow like either made up for that choice elsewhere or just like together holistically everything just kind of worked well where mm-hmm. it was like okay that's fine yeah, even though I'm saying like there there's kind of sloppy moments with it. Like mm. I even said to you like on the walk out of out of the mall, I was like, no notes, right? Like no I, notes. I had no notes for this movie because <laughs> like it, it gave me everything yeah. I wanted, even if there were some leaps and logics. But it's just like because I look I look at it in comparison to like into the Spider Verse, right? Yeah. Where like I think that that take on the multiverse and like bringing everything together was really seamless. Yeah. Like yeah. and like I didn't have any questions at the end of that movie. I had questions here, but I was willing to let them slide because right. I had such a fun time watching it. Yeah, I, and I think that's the important thing. Like I think not only is this movie a lot of fun, more fun than it should be in some elements, it also has an emotional resonance to it that's like it it hurts. A lot of this movie is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just prepare yourself. Like this movie like weaves between its tongue and yet it knows how to just kind of hit those beats and make sure they work together without like getting too hammy or getting like or too um light with it right Mm because like some of it's like hey that that fun spider-man that we know from homecoming and uh far from home that we like really like this interpretation for Mm -hmm. but then it goes into these harder elements that are just like ooh, okay there's a point in the villain setup like where we're kind of figuring out like what what's gonna happen where like Pete yeah. and his like his immediate crew of like MJ and Ned are gonna like kind of take the reins and like get shit done and I'm like wait this is like a, f- a weird campy fun like yeah solution solving exercise yeah the and- heart of it it's like these were still like teen comedies <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like exactly. they're still paying respect to the fact that like that's what the baseline for our interpretation of Spidey is we're yeah. just we're just upping the stakes like hugely for him which is which is actually I would say almost a first for these these films yeah Be- beyond beyond the end game and infinity war stuff right because like yeah. looking at homecoming and no way home what were the stakes in between those movies really like you know, the stakes were like, oh no, my friends and family can't find out yeah. that I'm Spider-Man. That, that, that's really it in dealing yeah, with the like fallout that. of like, you know, living in Tony's shadow and living in the wake of him being right. gone. Right? I maybe don't want to be Spider-Man because I just want to like, you know, impress a girl. Exactly. Right? Like they're very like, they like tether to the teen comedy idea, but he just happens to be a superhero. This one ups the stakes to a level where it's like, oh shit, yeah, this is serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like things are going wrong and there's big impact for not just like Spider-Man's life, but like the MCU if shit fucks up, right? And I think that was like kind of the one, one of the important elements um, in keeping John Watts on all of them, right? Like just having the idea of who the Spider-Man should be and how to escalate him to a point where like his world does have stakes now. Right. right? Um, whereas like if the trilogy kind of shift shifted in between directors we might have such an inconsistent vision i'm glad we didn't get that yeah yeah watts is the first director in the mcu to complete a trilogy it's always been different directors Mm -hmm. uh across the different trilogies uh yeah even with avengers um although that's not a trilogy it's weird how to you can kind of look at it like a trilogy if you consider infinity war and endgame part of one thing but who cares yeah i consider it a quadrilogy and then even like civil war i consider like even though it's a captain america movie like that's avengers that's an avengers yeah 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 yeah. but yeah this 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 lands the same like feeling of dealing with how we've seen ensembles done in mcu previously like civil war Mm -hmm. and it does it very very well like they're they're balancing a lot of things like pete and mary's or sorry mary jane's relationship 
That's not her name at all. It's Michelle Jones. My bad. <laughs> MJ's relationship. Um, you have everything that's going on with Doctor Strange. And then when the villains get introduced, like it kind of adds another. The thing that I love about this film is that when we get our villains, it's not just about like the the individual impact of these villains for for Peter. Like, you know, since like obviously the one element is that these aren't really his villains, but mm. the responsibilities there is because they're here for Spider-Man, yeah. no matter who that might be, right? But I like that, like, holistically, like, the scenario that he has to deal with, whether or not he should save these folks, mm-hmm. right, is, like, our way of telling the the MCU version of, like, this is who he is. Here's, this, here's the actual dilemma of his life that, like, makes him who he is you know like he he's pete from queens in like you know homecoming and far from home this is the movie where he has to make the choice of like what it means to be spider-man and realizes that that comes with great sacrifice Mm -hmm. and i love the recontextualization of like the um with great power comes great responsibility like theme like mcu's version just hits different it Mm -hmm. hits in a way where it's like yeah this this version of Spider-Man is not derivative of the last two, but it is inspired by like the elements mm. that worked. And then you know you you see that later on. And then uh, it's it just I'm excited for this interpretation because I feel like we're like if we continue on with a Spider-Man four, like I'm actually really excited. I think it'd be hard to top the emotional highs of this film, mm. but I do think I'm excited to see like where he's going as a character uh finally which is great the idea is and i don't know like where the source for this came from or if it's just mm. been kind of like rumors but like the idea is to have a second trilogy yes. of holland movies yeah it was right? amy pascal uh really really uh excited for that idea so like occur. coming off of this trilogy and the ending and then thinking of like a, another set of three tom holland mm-hmm. spider-man movies like there is so much fucking potential yeah uh whether it's like you know new avengers young avengers fucking bringing like a miles morales into the fold like all this stuff like there's just so much cool potential and like you know maybe in early 2000 like if if they were trying to do something like this i'd be like they're gonna fuck it up which they they've tried in the past yeah i think amazing spider-man is like them trying to mcuify their own spider-man license and just fucking up like right out right out of the gate with it yeah and and not to like fucking like you know cockstroke the mcu and and disney like so much because like you know (laughs) what well the thing is not to stroke their cocks and guzzle down their cum not to fucking jerk off the (laughs) mouse (laughs) (laughs) i love that he instead of saying not to give them too much credit he went with not to just blow them fully (laughs) full-on fillet these corporations now hands on both ass cheeks dick and mouth not to get a running start uh, throat first uh. not to call them the throat goats of modern entertainment oh god (laughs) but like sure you know just having all these movies in house having like what what was this like the 24th 25th like marvel film uh alongside like 27th 27th alongside like the disney plus shows like there is such a like intentional deliberate machine of movies and ip all rolling together mm-hmm. in a way that's that's really working right like you know it, it isn't second thought like they're seeding stuff years ahead of time to right. have immense payoff and like fuck like I'm, yeah they're, they're, I'm there's a it. structure to how they're doing this that's always been massively impressive and i know people are absolutely sick of mcu films mm-hmm. um except for the people that apparently are making these billion dollar successes because <laughs> like this movie's already like slap it around at what 600 million yes jesus christ yeah six 601 million and it's four day weekend 
opening. That would make it the most it's successful crazy. pandemic film. Yes. At that point. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so any other like maybe top level stuff you could kind of want to um, say about the movie or do you want to just roll around in spoilers? God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I absolutely recommend it. I think it's um, as, a, as a long time Spider-Man fan, literally my whole life, it's such an edifying experience to see something with this much care and drama and orchestration and just fucking knock it out of the park like mm-hmm. this um and like i said like we both said there's some sloppy stuff in there but it's like it's just the whole product so fucking good mm-hmm. it's such a good movie the emotional beats land and don't feel like they border on manipulation here and there a but I, I think it's just because it's like it's just ah if it were any other cast, if it were any other crew, if it were any other filmmaker, there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't have worked here. The, the, we would be the same stuff that we're going to praise is going to be the same stuff that we're going to be complaining about in this other multiverse where somebody fucked up this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But it it just all works so 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 well. You're you're in for a treat. It is yeah. it is blockbuster delight at its uh at its highest. So oh yeah, I recommend it. I highly agree on that account. Um, I gotta say like jo- John Watts. Fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah. He did it. He made a fucking live action Spider-Verse movie. He did. Uh, that Basically. I am, I'm thoroughly like pleased with. You know, this is the start of it, right? It's interesting to see like what this will spawn off into the next Doctor Strange movie even. Sure. For their fight, uh, Spider-Man movies. And I, I'm just, I'm thrilled for it. Because it, it feels like a really good time to be like a Marvel fan. Really good time yeah. to be a Spider-Man fan, right? Like, you know, we just got like the announcement for like, what is it? Uh... Across the Spider-Verses? Or what's the... Across the, the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, we got fucking two banger Spider-Man games for fucking PS4, PS5. We got a S- Spider-Man 2 coming out. Like, you know, it's just... It's a great time to be a Spider-Man fan. It is. You know? It is. They're, they're doing Spidey right. Yeah. Maybe not Marvel's Avengers, but we don't have to... <laughs> hey, have to they got the... Uh, what, what was it? The eh. the Widow suit. The Black Widow Man suit? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good suit. It's a good suit. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is going to be your break-off point for Spidey spoilers because we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie in order to discuss it. So if you just want to, you know, kind of get out. Yeah. There's no, like, skip to for leisurely listening. Get out. From here, go. Go. Fucking go do something else. Go to the fucking... Leave. Go to that deli, that corner mart that, that Pete really likes. Go fucking get a, a sandwich or something. Call that a bodega. Yeah. Bodega. Go there. Go pet the cat. Go figure out what your own great responsibility is. Go figure what your own responsibility is. <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna spoil this shit. Get the fuck you know? out of here. Because I I consider myself something of a podcaster. There you go. Yeah. There we go. Well, uh, first things first, I guess, into the spoiler thing. Um, uh, three Spider Men. Oh my God, Daniel. There's three Spider Men. We got Andrew Garfield from the Amazing Spider Man, and God damn it, they got back Mister Toby Seabiscuit McGuire. As Raimi Spider-Man. As just an old man who shows old. up. <laughs> old man Pete. It's really My funny. God. I think we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. They did a obviously. brilliant job at hiding uh, a lot of the secret cast in like promotional events, the red carpet events, like any of the promotional material. Yeah, I can know, you like, imagine you're, you're not invited to this because it's a spoiler? And yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Okay, cool <laughs> shit. And that's that fucking Tobey Maguire like crying yeah. meme. Um, <laughs> as long as he gets paid, I don't think he gives a shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck, he, he hasn't acted in forever, right? I don't know actually. Oh, I think he did the the narration for Boss Baby. But did he really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Fuck. Um, but yeah, no three 
three Spider-Men. Three uh, Spider-Men. My God. And the way we get him into the fold is, like, really fun, too. Yeah. A um, lot of fun. You know what? And it, I was half expecting it to be this thing where it's, like, you know, in literally the last minutes of the third act, they do a Hail Mary and get these other Spider-Men that show up for, like, just a brief cameo and it's fun. Mm-hmm. No, they're integrated to the plot. Yeah. Like... They come late stage, but it's cool how they work. The interplay is really funny and interesting. And it oddly is a way for us to get kind of an epilogue with both of those characters mm-hmm. that we didn't get in the original films. Because think about where Spider-Man 3 left off. It was just kind of like, oh, well, I hope I make things with MJ work after mm-hmm. being a dickhead and dancing through New York. Uh, and then with Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. obviously, it's like, yo, he ended his arc with a huge loss in mm-hmm. Gwen Stacy. And we got no follow-up from there. We no. got no fucking comic book to read to figure out like what's next for him so we kind of get that through this movie it's which is really cool really good conversations too yeah. like between like garfield and mcguire just being like you know talking about who he became after he lost gwen right and, so um, and just the whole like you know don't worry like i made things work with my mj like and there, there's an mj out there for you as well for Raimi to be saying that, yeah for yeah. for uh mcguire's to be saying it to fucking uh, garfield and it's like there are these just like really important like moments that like as a long-term fan like just pure pure fan service oh a hundred pure hundred percent but it's like there's something to be said about doing fan service correctly mm-hmm. and i think this movie lands a lot of its fan service attempts rather than it being like placating right i, I would say they land all of the spider-men like yeah. kind of uh, fan servicey bits. Some of the villain stuff gets a little like weird for so me. The villains get a little um, little messy and hokey. But yeah. by the way, nothing on earth will make that lizard design look good. It was bad in 2012. It's bad in 2021. I just want to let you know. Same with the Sandman. Same with the Sandman. <laughs> like let's let, let's not pull any punches here. Same with you know the we're gonna Sandman. be just like fucking Garfield. We're not. We're gonna stop pulling punches. <laughs> you know, uh, which is such a good fucking line, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that but, was the heartbreaker. Like to think that like he just goes on a dark path after we left off with him, Garfield, mm-hmm. uh, Spider Man. What's weird is it doesn't just feel like them talking about the interpretations of the characters of Peter. They feel like they're also talking about the films as a whole. Mm-hmm. There's like some really meta jokes. Like, you know, the the fact that uh, Andrew Garfield was really embittered by the whole studio process and mm-hmm. has, like, famously talked about it. And they made his Spider-Man, like, embittered and all that stuff. Like, he even says, like, I got bitter, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, they, there's, like, some really knowing stuff here that it feels like it's rewarding, like, every aspect of being a Spider-Man fan and being along for, for these movies for so long. Or even knowing, like, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that happened with, like, Tobey Maguire, like... His back. His back. The, hurting his back on the seat of, like, uh, set of Seabiscuit and how that, like, affected production of Spider-Man 2 right. and all this stuff. And it's just, like, they, they, they really know what they're doing with it. And I love that John Watts has probably just been a, a, a wholehearted fan the entire way and just, like, knew that if we were going to bring these characters on, that there's a really special way to do it, yeah. right? And I I love the fact that, like, it is also these characters coming to the world. Cause like, I think, homecoming to yeah, this world? Yeah, homecoming. Because I think there was a thought, too, that, like, oh, maybe we're going to end up in, like, their versions of New York, right? right? Like, it's like, no, these, like, Ned has, what, what's the ring called? That he has? Oh, I forget. 
Uh, hold on a sec. A sling ring. Sling ring. Thank you. It's called that he gets from Doctor Strange that he starts using to like do magic and like opening these portals. Because apparently Ned has, uh, you know, it's funny. It's a throwaway joke that he says to Doctor Strange going like, you know, my, my, my Nima always said that like we had magic in her family and sometimes I get tingles in my fingers. Yeah. And like, it's just like, he's like, stop talking. Right. Yeah. And then it turns into a payoff later on. A few times. There's a, there's so many good payoffs with the things that they set up just in this film, which Mm -hmm. is really fucking interesting. Having watched it twice going like, oh yeah. (laughs) they do reference that i think of the magic bits i think of like the conversations that he and his uh grandmother having kind of in private like kind of being like oh i I told you magic told you magic and then Uh, the the sir thing with uh stephen strange going mm -hmm. like i'll call me stephen and he's like oh that's actually weird don't do that please (laughs) or with ned specifically like the cape at the end too or the the fucking cape catches him and he's wearing it it's like shit is he gonna come back in like a really big doctor strange kind of way ned yeah may i don't know Uh, i don't know it feels like a stretch but yeah so him having the sling ring and just being like i need i need peter parker right and yeah. he summons garfield then he summons toby Maguire, and it's like the two of them having to grapple with the fact that like there are other peter parkers and also like asking them to prove themselves that was like, the funniest the bit like when garfield shows up first and mj's like prove your spider-man and he fucking does the thing where he, like he jauntily like leaps to the ceiling and he's like hanging from like one hand and she's like that's not enough. <laughs> he's like this is plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Crawl on the ceiling. Yeah, I got to tell you I've missed Garfield as Spider-Man. Uh he's too cool. That was obviously the thing. How dare you? That was obviously the thing. He's like a social like a socially awkward dude even if he is cool. Yeah. Like we we think he's cool as an audience. Like in his world he still has no friends. He just has a hot girlfriend. Had had yeah right he he feels like the loneliest of the spider-man he is he feels like the most emotionally uh hurt of mm-hmm. the spider-man and like that's that's what he brings to this this movie like a bunch and it's like oh my god the sad puppy dog spider-man i miss this i miss this situation his moments are some of like the the most heartbreaking and uh. and heartwarming for me as well because like i not a lot of people love Mark Webb's fucking amazing Spider-Man movies, but, like, yeah. I don't know, like... A man born to direct a Spider-Man yeah. film, and people but besmirched he, it. He nailed the romance aspects of, like, Pete Parker and yeah. Gwen Stacy, and that, that'll always be some of my favorite moments in Spider-Man, like, cinema. And to get carry over and pay off in a moment of redemption for him where like he fucking catches mj right. i'm just like oh man like it really it meant a lot to me i don't know it's stupid yeah it's dude really like dumb. he's all teared up and, <laughs> and she's like are you okay and like i honestly that was a moment where i was like oh this hits yeah. this hits hard uh yeah but like let me let me get into the catalyst of this movie right because i yeah. was actually kind of surprised the movie starts out Almost the same way, like Infinity War did. Remember, Endgame. where did both of them start that way? Yeah, where like it was the radio conversation, mm-hmm. and it's like all dour, and it's like, oh my god, mysterious Mysterio died. The attacks in London. It's super no super music. dour. None. Like you get the MCU logo, and it's just J Jonah Jameson talking over it, and I'm like, wow. Right. So is... so we pick up where Far From yeah. Home, where J Jonah reveals to the world on a, a, a New York that um, Peter Parker is Spider Man. And that's where, like, MJ's in the crowd, and Peter's, like, on a pole going, what the fuck? But a horn stops at what the fuck. Mm-hmm. And almost seconds later, we get into a jaunty fun scene again. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, hell yeah. Okay, thank God that they're not just trying to, like, have a dark Spider-Man epic, right? Which mm-hmm. was always kind of, like, for me, the failing of the other two trilogies. Like, they go dark too quick with the characters. You never have fun with Spider-Man yeah. versus, like... 
the stakes. Your best friend's, uh, your greatest villain is your best friend's dad. Oh, Spidey. And like, your parents are spies, Peter. I love you. Your parents are spies. <laughs> Peter, you're the greatest. I love you. You're my hero, but your parents are spies died in a plane. They exploded. <laughs> like, there's too much, right? Or like, like, you can have a girlfriend, but you can't because yeah. fucking Officer Stacy says no. Officer Stacy says hell no. Daughter. Yeah, like, we had so many fun moments yeah. to breathe with, like, this peter parker with tom and, holland's peter parker yeah, and yeah. I, I i love that like even though it starts dark and there it is a very grim dark movie at, at parts it still maintains like it's it's fun elements and like yeah where it's it, heart it, the heart never is lost in this film whereas i feel like where the other two movies or two franchises really like when when raimi spider-man tries to do fun it, it feels weird sometimes yeah, it's, it's, it's all toby mcguire's weird alien expressions yeah. he doesn't or, know how to react well, to life even even the idea of fun in spider-man 3 of like let's make him emo peter parker and let's yeah. make him dance and fucking spin chairs let's have him and, sexually harass women in new york yeah but it's like, fun because he does finger guns <laughs> yep fucking great yeah so so i agree like the pickup point like even though it's grim dark they know how to like spin it immediately almost like, immediately we get the flip side of like them like him webbing and flying through new york with mj and like her still kind of like hating it but like just yeah. being like all right we gotta do this but we gotta like, go we gotta like go. the stakes are too too high yeah. for us right now but yeah it ends up in this great scene where we get reintroduced to, to may and uh happy harold oh yeah harold hogan <laughs> harold hogan yeah happy hogan and they're uh, breaking up and like it's just like again it's this one the same scene where we got the music blasting and like the whole world knows he's spider-man but may doesn't so he's trying to like hide it and stuff and we get a good bit, bit about the uh, the first time he meets mj is when he webs her into the room and mm-hmm. is taking off his suit and fucking yeah. super jacked bro super jacked he <laughs> looks so good and i imagine it's like part of him like getting in shape for spider-man but also maybe yeah. like the uncharted movie yeah because he didn't want to look like a baby next to mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg. also we saw the uncharted trailer where is your mustache mark Wahlberg? Yeah. you want to play solely but you don't want to commit <laughs> stash up is that what it is I'm sorry. Then we got Claire over here. Won't put up her hair. You won't grow a stash. What's going on with video game movies? This is why they're tanking, bro. Yeah. This is why they're tanking. Knuckles won't be sexy? Come on. Come on, Hollywood. Be sexy, Knuckles. Yeah. Be sexy. One of my favorite bits about that scene. I can't. I don't think he can help that he's sexy, though. Idris Elba? Yeah. No. He's acting like, I'm going to be non-sexy in this role. And it's like, oops. <laughs> he has just a naturally sexy voice. Right. What I really love about this scene is, like, you, he comes in, he puts on the shirt, he, and it's, like, a little Easter egg, because, like, they're so good at just seating stuff from the previous movies, but he's wearing, like, the I Survived, like, NYC shirt that he had in, like, Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when he's, like, rolling through the apartment, like, trying to, like, fucking, like, you know, close the windows or, like, just pull attention away from the fact that like there's helicopters outside it's yeah. like it's really like it's this cool revolving shot yeah it's uh, really cool and i i and the music's fucking like just off the chain in yeah. that scene too it's it's one of like like that's subtle cinematography that builds into like bigger moments like where we get some cooler shots like later on but i'm like fuck like this is gonna be like an interesting yeah. take and, and ride but yeah and the movie already tells you it feels like like oh this is gonna be the big one yeah. Like, like it tells you right away, this is going to be the big one. It feels like, and I hate like using the other Marvel movies as a reference, but it feels like the end game of like Spider-Man movies. It, it does. Or like the Infinity War of Spider-Man. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column yeah. B. Like so, some of the situations dire at like Infinity War, but also, and it has all like these resolutions, like, uh, 
Endgame did. And mm-hmm. then plus the emotional devastation of both films yeah. is is present in there. It's really smart, but it feel it's still like a, it feels like ugh, again, I can't believe I'm saying this about a 3-hour film, but it feels compact. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like it it doesn't like stay too long with any of these moments. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that it does stay long on like is the stuff that like yeah, yeah, thank you for not cutting this. Mm-hmm. Like you could have easily but thank you for not cutting it because it makes it work better, yeah. especially some of the interactions like with the villains and such. Mm-hmm. Which, because the villains are like the softest part for me, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's two villains that like, and I, I'm glad we did get a full yeah. villains roster, but two that really don't always work for me. Um, and it, we'll we'll get to that, I think. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that but, in a second. Yeah, but, so yeah. so the setup of the stakes of like he's been found out. People are like on both sides of it. People think he killed Mysterio. People yeah. think Mysterio is right. Uh, they hate Peter Parker. They love Peter Parker. Um, the law is coming after them because, like, you know, technically he is in possession of Stark tech, right? Yeah. That is incriminating in at least that And that's moment. when damage control gets involved, yeah. like, immediately. So, that one guy from damage control. Yeah. Uh, the I, guy who's in secession. Yeah. And I guess, was he in, uh, was he to be in the show? He was supposed to be in, like, the TV show based on damage control. Yeah. And then it never happened. But they already casted him mm-hmm. and, like, I guess announced that he was going to be. So it's cool that they brought him back for this movie mm-hmm. after being like, sorry, we didn't give you a role, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love that we get the through line of, like, damage control through all these, like, Spider-Man homecoming. Yeah. Or home movies, rather. So what about this thought here? That that guy, I don't know his name. Tell me your thought. Could he be, like, a, a scroll? maybe, you think? Could he be a scroll? Yeah. Um, yeah, anyone can be... That's the whole point of scrolls, yeah. I guess. Like, anyone can be a scroll. Because, like, he, he has this line about, like, Nick Fury you being, be like, a scroll. like, off-planet. For, you know how like, I would tell? I would, I would take fire to your blood. That's well, the thing, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, th- there's a possibility that, like, maybe he could be. Because he makes, like, some off-comment remarks of, like, Nick Fury being off-world for a year. And it's like, I don't think many people knew about that. Yeah, I don't know why he would know about yeah. that. Really but weird. it is like a funny thing to be like, oh yeah, that wasn't Nick Fury in the last movie, Pete. And that's the only reference to that fact, yeah. <laughs> which is so funny. Uh, but yeah, we, Pete apparently gets out of this situation because it's like, all right, you know, despite the stolen goods, despite the vigilanteism, we do recognize that you help save the earth from like the purple guy. So they probably mm-hmm. like let him off off the hook a little bit there. But his life is fucking ruined because everyone knows who he is. Yeah, he's got fucking like what 24 7 monitoring at his fucking house yeah. like fucking they come with a warrant they fucking steal some of his tech yeah they take uh, his tech and they shut down some of his tech because like when he puts on the suit later on it says like oh uh edith, edith is offline yeah. and he can't even do simple things like location and shit yeah <laughs> like he can't do uh face recognition mm-hmm. so his suit becomes a lot more regular which yeah. is funny because they don't make they don't go out of their way to say that it's just like an annoying thing where it goes like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> which is interesting because i feel like that was a big complaint for a lot of people how much this spider-man relies on technology especially for his suit mm-hmm. um and then this one they go out of their way to break his fucking suit as many times as yep. possible and even like kind of nerf it a bit which is really interesting thus making it feel more like a spider-man set tale yeah. which i really like that i like that we worked our way there right yeah. yeah well he had to come into his own somehow and i think this was like it's it's just a collision of worlds that made him have to just be that Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Like not no longer have to rely on everything he knew, right? Right. Um, it's like this technology was his training wheels yeah. before he figured out like how do I be Spider-Man, Spider-Man, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, also a very fun thing that made people pop the fuck off is that we got a little cameo from Matt Murdock, mm. played by Charlie Cox, none other. And um, the way they frame it's really good too. It's a treat, yeah. It's yeah. a treat the way that he comes into the frame and like like you hear him talking first 
and then he slams down the fucking the uh, cane. Stick, yeah. Oh my god! And they like... do a shot up from it, and like we knew Charlie Cox was like confirmed to be back in the yeah. role because like I think um, was it Kevin Feige? Yeah, he said he's like, oh, if, if yeah. we do Daredevil again, he, it'll be Charlie Cox is all that he said. Mm-hmm. And then they did Daredevil again during this film. So fucking good. Yeah. I I just did a, a Daredevil rewatch like earlier in the year, and like th- this has me so fucking high and high for it, and. Put on the earmuffs now. Spoilers for like Hawkeye if if you're watching Hawkeye right now. But like, um, they got Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin for that. Mm. Um, at the end of episode five, not not much more that we know at this point because the the final episode isn't out. But like, he's there. He, Vincent D'Onofrio confirmed it was him on Twitter. It's so it's like there is this building back to like bringing fucking Daredevil into the MCU. It's it's so fucking good. Yeah. Also, I like that. Um, this is a, a weird. I never thought we would talk about this, but the fact that, like, um... He's on Boardwalk Empire? No, John Favreau was yeah. Foggy Nelson in, oh, in the Ben Affleck. In the Ben Affleck Daredevil? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. We're bringing it on back. So they have them two together. That's that's pretty fun. Yeah. That's really fun. <laughs> Movies can be magical yeah. sometimes. Oh, man, it's so good. I So yeah. I knew it was going to happen. I was hoping we'd get, like, kind of a, like, Daredevil Spider-Man, like, like a suit-up kind of thing. Like, yeah, suit-up fight scene. It's okay that we didn't get it, but maybe like in the next trilogy of like Spider-Man movies, like yeah. let's get that. I think so, especially since where we leave off with him, where like he's basically street crime fighter yeah. again. That would be interesting to have a Daredevil like uh, team up right there. Oh Gotta be so we'll cool. Yeah, especially if Kingpin gets into the fold, then we're doing just like pure Spider-Man comic shit at that point, mm-hmm. right? Fuck yeah! Oh my god! So we move on from there and. We get a lot of sweet scenes with Ned and MJ, his friends, his his light and center of his life. Um, and they're trying to get into MIT. They mm-hmm. want to get out of there. It's a hard school to get into. They, they There's a great bit where like Pete's like, yeah, we're, we're going to go. And, you know, there, I think there's crime in Boston. It's like yeah. MJ goes, yes, there's crime in Boston, <laughs> which is a great bit. But, uh, yeah, and, and Ned wants to, all of them to live together, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I love that MJ's like, yeah, I'd love that. Got to tell you, I have a few women in this life that would be like, yeah, I would love to live with yeah. another dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's sweet, too, because, like, we don't... So the the Pete and MJ moments, like, in, in Homecoming, they were fun. They were there. Yeah. We knew it was building to something sweeter and better in Far From Home. And, like, I love the screen time we get of them together in Far From Home of, like playing with the idea of like being flirtatious and like liking each other right and i just severely awkward yeah and i love the payoff of like oh you can see them being like like this budding romance right right them on the roof being romantic and and kissing and then like the even the fucking facetime call they have uh that was a cute one yeah yeah, yeah, which is really cute and it's like it's i'm i'm glad we got these moments to see them kind of be a couple right because like it i don't know because that movie steals that from us Takes it from us. Hey, man, we'll get there. It we'll <laughs> puts dirt in our eyes. But, yeah, they're trying to get in, and then <coughs> they get their acceptance letters that are not acceptance letters. They get yeah. fucking rejected from MIT, rejected. Uh, which is a big bummer. Because of the spider controversy. The spider curse. The spider curse. Yeah, it's mentioned in goes like, yeah, due to, due to recent controversies, we've decided that we can't review your application at this time. And then it's sad, you know, but they're all like, you know, I, I wouldn't have changed anything, right? Like, MJ's like, I wouldn't have changed a single thing. We didn't do anything wrong. And, like, Pete's like, yeah, it's all me. I'm Spider-Man. What sucks? Like, they're not war criminals, are they? No, they're not war criminals. (laughs) But, like, you know, the whole uh, Mysterio made himself look real good, apparently, to the whole world, I guess. And uh, maybe Peter killed him. 
or at least his technology did. Yeah, mm-hmm. people feel contentious toward the Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which is not a new concept for the comics. People, they don't know. Mm-hmm. He gets mixed up in some stuff and be like, hey, one day there's a lot of clones, Pete. <laughs> and they all look like Spider-Man. So how am I supposed to say, you know what, you're a good dude. That's true. When a clone almost fucking came in and stole my Hot Pocket. <laughs> God yeah, damn it. You even get it like on a smaller scale, right? Like when they go back to the school like after everybody finds out and he's like trying to have like a normal day and he goes by the teachers right like with um fucking oh i forget all the teachers names uh one of his martin star from uh whatever the other dude is uh jb smooth is the other one yeah and then we get hannibal burris and like jb smooth and fucking um what was the name again? Martin Starr? Martin Starr. Yeah, like, they're really on the side of, like, well, Spider-Man, like, saved us. Yeah. Like, we know we're there like, with him. Yeah, we're great. We're totally there with him. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. And then, fuck But, like, Hannibal Burris is still on that same kick that he was with Captain America, where he's like, I think he's a war criminal. No, yeah, he just goes, like, Mysterio's right. Mysterio's yeah. right. You know what you did, Pete. <laughs> like, it's like, Jesus Christ. And they go, don't worry about him. He's a conspiracy yeah. theorist. So, this is kind of what spawns off, like, I guess the... Uh, well, it spawns off the, why Why did he go to Doctor Strange? Well, yeah, no, so it spawns off the whole, like, idea of, like, yeah, why he goes off to um, Doctor Strange. But, like, it, so this this movie, I haven't read it, but it's supposed to be kind of, like, a parallel to, like, the One More Day comic, right? Is it based on something? It's the One More Day storyline. Spider-Man's based on something? Well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've read it. It's yeah. contentious, because, like, it just basically resets his universe, mm-hmm. but it's different, because it's, like, Mephisto- is the one that grants the wish that makes like Mary Jane forget mm-hmm. and it's all to save Aunt May from dying or yeah. something like that. Um maybe you should have wished for that in this film. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to Doctor Strange, go to the fucking um what is, what's it called? The, the Sanctum Santorum. The, I was gonna call it the Concertarium. The the Santa Maria. <laughs> the Santa Maria. It's all covered in snow. Uh yeah. there's I guess there hasn't been much maintenance since Endgame happened. Well somebody opened up a, a portal to Siberia and a blizzard rolled through the yeah. entire house. So that's why it's just covered in snow. <laughs> like really cold, which is really funny. Yeah. Um we got Doctor Oh well first we get um the new Sorcerer Supreme. Which is Wong. Wong, yeah. Because apparently uh, Doctor Strange, when he snapped for five fucking years, uh, it, it, apparently Wong got the, the title as a technicality, which is pretty funny, actually. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. W- would that make Wong more powerful than Stephen Strange? No, I think your power makes you like more <laughs> okay, powerful okay, now. Fair. I think he just has a title yeah, <laughs> where right. he's he's a he's a yeah. But um, Doctor Strange shows up wearing his uh, his mittens and whatnot, and a horrible wig, dude. I got to tell you, I the kind of funny boys were talking about it, and I didn't notice the first time I watched it. But when I watched it with you and IMAX, uh-huh. I was like, "That is the worst wig I've ever seen in my life. It does not move. It does not move at all." It is so ridiculous. I was like, what happened? What movie was he in between where he couldn't, like, grow out his hair? I don't know. I don't know what else he's been doing lately. He's going to cameo in The Matrix and be, like, bald in one of the tubes <laughs> in the batteries. <laughs> That'd be the thing that he had to do. I mean, I, I chalked it up to, as, like, Stephen Vane is maybe so vain. Like, he even has, like, the fucking soul patch fucking kit yeah. uh, that MJ fucking... That was such a good joke. <laughs> where, I'm like, maybe he's vain enough to where he just uses so much product to where his hair doesn't move. I, I love that the Spider-Man movies make fun of the Marvel heroes, like, more often than not yeah all like the time. they like that's the theme and like that was such a good like jab at him so but, uh, he comes yeah. here with a it, it's a seemingly selfless wish right sure like he he did something that 
got his friends involved and he doesn't want his friends to have to be affected by something like uh, right. that was a decision of his own right so he wants so, the world to forget that he was spider-man mm-hmm. ever spider-man he, th- he figures that would fix things yeah. right and wong's like uh yeah this is a simple enough spell we've done it before do but i'm not gonna be here for whatever happens yeah so he fucking dips it's out a fucking great joke <laughs> yeah uh but yeah and dr strange starts casting this shit and then they have that one moment with the um uh what do you call it like don't call me sir like, mm-hmm. call me steven and yeah like um so the wish goes wrong however because pete realizes if everyone forgets he's spider-man that means the people that he wants to know that he's spider-man will forget it too mm-hmm. and honestly this was probably in retrospect the best version of that wish because mj still loved pete mm-hmm. even if she didn't know he was spider-man right or maybe we would see oh that's what he was afraid of right because, like, Doctor Strange makes the joke. He's like, oh, can MJ remember? And he's like, oh, that depends. Did she only like you because you were Spider-Man? Yeah, and he's, like, a little nervous. He's like, all right, her too. And he keeps adding people to it. He adds, like, five people to yeah, it. Yeah, and, like, and and Ned. And... <laughs> What's a Ned? <laughs> it totally, like, destabilizes the spell. Fucks up the whole situation. And, of course, Doctor Strange can't withhold it and ends up breaking the universe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we don't know how bad. Well, he breaks it and then he contains it. And you yeah. think it's fine because he's like, he gets it like kind of. Oh, that's right. He doesn't know that he broke the universe. Yeah. He's just like, okay, this is done. Forget that you're a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then tells him like, hey, you know, if they weren't going to listen to your, to your appeal, to their decision, then that's just life. And Pete goes, what? I can, I can just call them? Yeah. The whole bit of like, oh, I can call them. Like, yeah, you could have called them. Fuck. I love that he's so Peter Parker. Like he's like, he's a brilliant, he's a really brilliant dude, but he's still a kid. Like, I love that they, like, give you a reminder every five minutes that, oh, yeah, by the way, he's not, like, Captain America. He's still a kid, dude. He's technically in his senior year of high school. Yeah. So he's, like, 17, 18. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's pretty funny. But, um, yeah, Pete figures out, oh, by the way, we, we, we didn't mention another returning character is uh, Flash. Flash Thompson is back. Oh, yeah. Of course. Cause, and he's, he's thrown in, like, more, he's more throwaway in this one, but it's still, like, a good bit where... When everyone figures... Well, first of all, he hates figuring out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man because I think he idolized Spider-Man. Yeah. But now he's still, like, going to cash in on it and tell people yeah. that he's like, ah, oh, I was fucking Pete's best friend in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got a book he wrote deal. A, yeah. He wrote a book? <laughs> Flashpoint. How did he write that book so quick? Yeah, it, it, especially because, like, what? It's like a three-day span. Exactly. Of people, like, knowing. That's weird. He got a book out quick, though. He must have had, like, a ghostwriter. Like, he's very wealthy, so maybe somebody wrote it for him. That's true. Like dictated, but written by somebody else. Yeah. Do you remember that sad little... So apparently they, they chopped up a lot of his story from Far From Home, where mm-hmm. there was like a lot of asides about his home life and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, that's boring. Nobody cares about Flash, which was right. They were right about that. But at the end of the movie, they still have it where when everyone ends up at the airport and all the families are meeting the kids from the yeah. school trip, it's like, did mother show up? No. <laughs> like, it's really sad for Flash. He He's a sad douchebag. Yeah. Um, I liked him the least in this movie. Yeah. Uh, especially when he shows up and they're all, like, getting their rejection letters. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, no sleep till Boston is what he does. The Beastie Boys song. Come on, he's trying to be their friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it benefited him. <laughs> but I, What a good character. I mean, that's really the only point that he's in the movie. That's like, his arc. They, they kind of move <laughs> away from him. Yeah. I, I mean, we even get Betty Brant back, right? Like, she's... Uh, oh, what is she? Like, she's on the local news yeah. now? Yeah, 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 the yeah. Bugle. She's an intern or something. Yeah. Which is pretty fun. So, like, there, there's some cool, like, 
callback characters from right. like the first mm-hmm. two movies which is nice but we don't get those fuller moments to breathe with them because like there's a bigger story at stake yeah here. there's a way bigger story um, at stakes here yeah, so yeah, yeah. he flags down like uh, what the head of admissions for mit uh, right who's on, on the our, bridge on our way to uh, the airport to go back to boston presumably right yeah. uh and tries to convince her of uh you know please let my friends in and not me mm-hmm. but fucks it up because he jumbles it he doesn't know how to talk to people yeah. right she's like you didn't prepare this speech, yeah he doesn't he did not think through <laughs> he just he's he's a <laughs> spider-man is a man of action yeah like, of he course just, he goes to the situation <laughs> right he's <laughs> not gonna think about how to do it until he's there but uh lo and behold the good old pete tingle arrives in this scene and oh, we get our first big intro of a past villain Dr. Otto Octavius shows up in the scene, starts flinging cars his way, goes, hello, Peter. You know, the whole the whole jobby, okay, right? Alfred Molina just hamming yeah. it up. Just, like, happy to be there. This is a great scene, too. Yeah. This is this is great, like, because there's, there's a lot of danger here. We have Doc Ock throwing cars filled with people yeah. out there. A family. There was a baby in that car. Did you see that? He threw a baby. <laughs> this is a good moment, though, to prove, like, whether or not Spider-Man is good or bad. Like, how is he going to react? Is he going to work with the villain? Is he going to save the people? And, like... He... For who? Do you oh. mean for the admissions person? Well, no. Okay, so like at this world? point, like the world is torn about. Who okay, I thought you Spider-Man still needed is. convincing that Spider-Man might be like good <laughs> yeah. or bad. He You're like, I don't know. I'm so far from home. Well, it's good to be bad. So like, you know, I could <laughs> good. <laughs> I could run with it either way. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, yeah. this is like a kind of a public-facing moment for him to prove, like, oh, I'm a hero. Like, I'm going to save people. And I thought that was like a really important, like, yeah. make or break moment for him. Sure. It is. I th- it totally is. No, that's what yeah. he would do. Yeah. I don't think it's a maker. Br- like, that's what he would do. We yeah. know him well enough to know that he's we, always going to do the right thing. We do, thing. but the public is unsure. Right. right? The public doesn't So know. I just mean, in the eyes of the public, this is a big, like, make or break moment. So he fights the octopus man, yeah. right? And it's really dope, but it's all CG. My dude looks really glossy in the face because it's a fake face. It's a false they, face. Well, they de-aged him, right? They de-aged him with the false face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the best fight choreography, though, like, because yeah. this is this is the scene where like the Iron Spider suit comes out to play, uh, and you get to see some good like moves with the arms against like Doc, arms and Doc, Arcs, uh, yeah. Doc Ox arms, and like again, I haven't really always loved the Iron Spider suit. A lot of times, it's used for like peripheral things, like to you know to catch the fucking uh, gauntlet in uh, Endgame to like do like stuff where he's like maneuvering, but like to see him like fighting with it is just so dope. Yeah. Like something that isn't like a Chitari, right? He's fighting a fucking like renowned villain. Like a villain villain. Right, yeah. right. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But um, it ends up being a situation where the, the the admissions lady gets in trouble, gets her car flung off the fucking bridge. Pete has to web that shit up, mm-hmm. has to uh, to save her. And then it, this really cool like conflict moment happens where uh, Doc Ock is about to kill Peter because that's what you do to Spider-Man. And Peter reveals his face because part of his suit was already ripped off. Oh, that was a weird thing, right? His suit integrating with Doc Ock's yeah, the arms because like he ripped off a piece of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, was he was Doc Ock doing that? Or is a nanotech like, you know, is is like is a baby just... bird looking for a mother? Like yeah. just wants some like some new tech. Ooh, this is good tech. This is yeah. neural tech. Ooh, like, I want yeah, that. What's going on here, right? But um, I like that. The it was cool. Yeah, and he's like, Oh, feels so warm. <laughs> yeah, the red arms are actually really neat. It's hot. Uh, we don't get much yeah. time with that though. No, it's like Pete. This happens twice in the movie where Pete like has this thought of like, oh, I can control things, and he realizes that he can control the arms through the right. nanotech, like it's Bluetooth. Yeah, which exactly. is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ends up saving the day, gets gets him to raise him up. Doc Ock figures out that it's not his Peter Parker; mm-hmm. it's just some kid or something. And then the admission person goes, Peter. 
you're a hero. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 it's not about me. No, 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 no. He's like, I'm going to I'm gonna go talk to the, the, the MIT. I'm going to talk to all of MIT. Yeah. They're going to know your name. They're going to know you. You know, Peter? Fair chance. I love you. <laughs> Peter, I love you. You're, good You're my student. hero. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Ben comes out into the bridge. Go, Peter. <laughs> but uh, this is where we also get the reveal. Green Goblin's also back, motherfucker. Yeah. And he's going to throw those pumpkin grenades as if he's going to hurt you. Because ah, he's a goblin man. Comes in real scary looking. He's crazy goblin man. And then, but Doctor Strange teleports these people out of there. Which right? I thought was smart. Right? Like, this could have been a very long a tester. Yeah. sequence on the bridge. Yeah, could you imagine if it turned in, into that, like a like a no holds barred attack there? Mm-hmm. It would have been cool, but it was almost probably too much. Yeah, like... We, and, our, our minds are still abuzz with one villain. And like, okay, well, Pete basically has, like, Doc Ock kind of in captivity with the nanotech, but like, is does it become a fight between all three of them? Yeah. Like, I'm glad that they, like, they, they really knew how to hold the moment and kind of, like, save it for later, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Doc Strange comes in, uh, teleports them to the Sanctum Sanctorum. The Undercroft. Undercroft, which is just like this little... It's a lizard. fucking cavern. Yeah, it's a wizard lab cavern yeah. science area. Where his washer and dryer is as well. And all of his mustaches, for sure. All of his mustaches. Uh, beards, rather. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, Doc Ox gets teleported there as well. He gets put in a holding cell, and then we realize that there's another villain there, too. Yeah, he's captured Reptile from yeah. Mortal Kombat. Which, so we kind of thought that he would be in it because like yeah. i think some of the promotional the material yeah oh was he okay. yeah yeah he was lizarding up but if you notice in one of the trailers he's getting punched in midair in that one sequence mm-hmm. where they edited out both of our other spider-mans uh, and so it's confusing it's like what is he hitting yeah he's, he's fighting the invisible man interesting <laughs> it's pretty um, funny so the actor i forget his name reese something reese i forget his last name yeah reese earfin sounds right He's one of two actors who, like, didn't physically come back for it. No, he's too old. So they had to, like, digitally composite him from, like, the previous footage from, like, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 1. Only for the live action stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it, was, it, it was there. Yeah, he did goofy. the voiceover work, but... I, I think the movie smartly doesn't pay attention to uh, Kurt Connors or Sandman as much. Just kind of goes, like, they're here... And they get some jokes here and there, but honestly, like, there's not much to really fucking work with with, the, with these two. Like, like I think the showstoppers in this movie are, sorry, it's uh, Dr. Octavius, it is Willem Dafoe, back as Green Goblin, and then to a lesser extent, but still an extent, is Jamie Foxx as yeah. Electro, because he has a lot of scenes, a lot of play, and he's one of the villains that says fuck all this shit, like, pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's yeah. always the wild card. Like amongst them, which is interesting. He reminds me of his character in this movie specifically, um, from his character from Baby Driver. Kind where it's of, like, oh, yeah. he seems like he's gonna go off the cuff. You don't really know what the fuck he's gonna do. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Like ticking time bomb kind of character. And I think that's interesting for a dude that's like nothing but electricity, where it's like, that makes sense. Well, especially <laughs> where he came from before in Amazing yeah. Spider Man 2, where he was this fucking geek. This right. geek who fell into a pool of eels. Yeah. <laughs> fucking just became Electro. To see him become like evil. Uh, not just unhinged, but evil is, right. is really interesting. So we, and this is like a, a fun turning point for the movie because it starts to get into like, oh, here's what our like um, second act is going to be. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun because Doctor Strange is like, you need to catch the rest of these dudes. They're all here because they all know Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So the spell fucked up, obviously, because it did the reverse. Everyone that knows Spider-Man is coming after you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, conveniently, it's only a handful cherry-picked characters from previous films that are coming back rather than the Spider-Verse collapsing in on you. Yeah, The idea is that everybody that knows Spider-Man was drawn to the world, right? So, like, 
And we get an image, a visual later of, like, other people kind of, like, in the tear that we see where it's like, oh, shit, they also know Spider-Man right. is Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it begs the question, it's like, there's probably other people that might have landed in the world that just, like, were doing things, right? Like, obviously, we find out in one of the end credit scenes that that's the case. Uh, but or, I wonder or, if... I... Or there's a, there's a clock tower out there, and there's just Gwen Stacy at the bottom of it dead, oh, pulled in. Because no. remember, it's people that knew who he was Spider-Man right before they were going to die. Yeah. She's just in- eternally falling. <laughs> she just falls. <laughs> no, I hate that. Yeah, so it becomes like a falls you, off the London Bridge or something. Like you got to wrangle these yeah. these. Well, she went to Oxford, so I guess <laughs> <laughs> finally made it to Oxford. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so it becomes like this. Like okay, we got to catch them all, right? Fucking yes. got to find these yeah. uh, these baddies. Uh, Spider Man, well, gotta catch them all. There's an interesting conversation between like Doc Ock and, and Stephen <coughs> Strange too, right. where he's like. You know Spider-Man, right? He's like, yeah. Is this your Spider-Man? No. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, See? and then he, yeah. he kind of figures it out real quickly, like, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And, and we get to the thrust of it, which is really funny. Uh, Spider, Spider-Man, Spider whose suit's completely fucked up because of one throwaway montage, by the way, where somebody throws green gook all over his body and goes, like, the stereo was right, <laughs> which is so fucking funny. His suit's all fucked up, so he has to wear an inside-out suit, uh, which is interesting because it all it looks all, like, fucked up, but still cool. It's gold and black and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes on the chase for electro and this is one of the cooler scenes first of all we get this really cool side shot of him just swinging through the trees and power lines Mm -hmm. and stuff when it's sunset and it looks so dope and i'm just like one of of those moments where the the imax really paid off like all right so like that moment the mirror dimension moment right (laughs) here's edible check right around the scene (laughs) yeah both me and Daniel's edibles started to pop the fuck yeah, off. Fucking activating. Like, the vibrations of the IMAX screen were, like, throughout my body. Yeah. Now, another thing I noticed, good thing I saw this movie twice, because a lot of the dialogue bits, the edible made it hard to focus on, and I was only focusing on visuals getting lost in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. I even keeled about maybe 20 minutes after that. Uh, but, just to let you know, there's some scenes where I'm like, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> really? <laughs> Wow. So good thing I saw it twice oh, and already understood what the scene was about. Because <laughs> I was like, what? Like when they were explaining the web shooter, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we get him, but we also get like Sandman shows up. Fucking Flint Marco. That's right. Hey, Pete, it's me, Flint. <laughs> I'm Sand. You're old fan. Fucking your old fan and friend, Marco. <laughs> yeah, and like Peter's just like, I'm not your Peter, but I'm a Peter. Uh, help me. And then they they team up to to stop the fucking naked naked Jamie Fox. Which is a it's a real cool team up moment, right? Too. It's a cool uh, intro. That was a really cool intro for Electro, like like where it gets dead quiet, and then you see just like the light kind of like sparking. I was like, oh, this is neat. I like this. I'll give you. It was completely neat, but the yeah. the scene where he comes in, like they it's like a digital imposition where he attacks and it looks really weird yeah like the first attack he does i'm like uh, okay uh, well kinda... I mean, but the lightning cracks and shit yes. sounded amazing yeah. the whole movie oh my god like um he, it was like being a, a, on that universal ride of spider-man where it's like the front of the car gets bumped when, a, a, when a villain jumps on top of it. we need more 4d experiences like we that. need more 40s yeah yeah absolutely cool scene where it ends is interesting. You have fucking Jamie Foxx butt-ass naked in the middle of the woods. And I like that he's just like, so we're not going to talk about the fact that I'm butt-ass naked. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. They just gave him these lines that just said, hey, Jamie, have fun. Yeah. To- be totally unlike Electro from the last appearance, apparently. Like, make jokes. Yeah. Like, whatever. Be just, wisecracking. Yeah, just be Jamie Foxx. And they, they try to kind of, like, 
sort of explain it where it's like, well, in this universe, power is different. So that's why he isn't um, fucking Dr. Manhattan anymore. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I really like this juice. And Mm -hmm. and like he even implies it makes him cool for some reason. Because like later on, he's like, yeah, I like the way I look, the way I feel in this universe. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. (laughs) None of the other dudes have done anything like that unless you count Willem Dafoe getting 100 years older as being a side effect of jumping into this world. Because holy shit, talk about a god. He's old. <laughs> yeah, like when he was doing some of the the Spider Man lines, I was just like, it's like fucking Father Christmas, dude. <laughs> like threatening Peter. Like he, he's having a fun, youthful time with it. But like his age shows, and like yeah. more more impressive so that like he he elected to do all of his stunts. Like he's like, yeah, I want to do all my stunts. Sure. Like, and he has some of the most fucking like crazy fight scenes too. But yeah, so to, to get out of the forest, right? Like he cat he captures uh, Electro. Hmm. Phil Mark is like. Wait, what did you do? Did you, did you hurt him? Did you kill him? Yeah, did you kill him? And it's, it's like, like almost like out. you think he's going to turn on him and fall. Because he's got sand for brains. He can't just stop and think. Stupid sand Stupid sandy-brained idiot, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> There's no electricity popping off in there. It's sand. Could you imagine? I wouldn't be able to get through a day. It's a bunch of tiny rocks. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and then they get fucking Sam in there, and they go back to Sanctum Sensorum, and it's like four villains just interplaying together that haven't really interplayed together before, no. which is really fun. And then, yeah, like Strange is like, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna send them all back to their their dimension. And this is kind of this is the the Pete moment, the turning point of like, okay, well now I kind of want to step up and you know fix this right because like he realizes that they're all dead in their worlds. So to bring them back to their worlds is to essentially kill them. Yeah. Right? And it's so earnest to see him want to just be like, well, no, I don't want to do that. Like maybe we can cure them. Yeah, like he knows nothing about these folks. Like yeah. they're not his villains. You know, they're not. And he's just like, well, well, that sounds bad to kill them. That's not a thing. I really like that about this Peter. Like he's 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 got that youthful kind of like he, he almost seems like naive, but it's like you're hard pressed to say that he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you act like that's a Spider-Man thing to do, right? So I like the the little ideological like fight between these two characters. Doctor Strange is like they have to die. Mm-hmm. Like their sacrifice means much more than their lives ever will. It's tough, right? Because like Stephen Strange, since his inception into the mcu like you yeah. can always argue he's kind of an asshole he's kind, he's of, an kind asshole. of like an antagonist unto himself you can't argue with the fact that like he's wrong because like right. you know like him having the grand scope of the whole universe and the world in front of him like he knows like what matters and what doesn't so he's mm-hmm. like to to save reality like we need to send these people back and it's like you see where he's coming from with it right. but like pete makes a really compelling case of like well what if we tried yeah exactly uh, and it turns into like one of the more interesting moments in the movie where I I wondered too, I was like, is this where like Doctor Strange maybe becomes the villain of the yeah. film? And he he's not. Like he's still kind of just an antagonist, but like we get this really amazing fight. The fucking fight in the mirror dimension is some of the coolest shit yeah. I've seen on screen. Oh my god, like the tessellations. Well, before that we do get uh Willem Dafoe comes in and has his um Oh yeah. His uh Spider Man No More moment. It was like a reference to that. Yeah. Where like he breaks his fucking goblin mask in the alley because I guess he's just like, where, where am I? I'm old. And the goblin's like, yeah, you are. And, and then he shows up at Feast. He does. Aunt May's a big part of this movie, by the way. Let's yeah. not. Let's not. No, she's. Let's not downplay this. Marissa Tomei brings it. Every scene she's in. Yeah. It's like, this is great. This is, this is, I love this. Like they're telling me exactly who this character is with every scene. Mm-hmm. We don't need a bunch of backstory. You don't even tell me if there was a Ben or not in her mm-hmm. world. None of these things. It doesn't matter. It's about May mm-hmm. and about May's relationship with Peter, which I really yeah. like. This movie does a good job of putting a lens on. And I do like the fact that like he shows up at Feast as mm. 
and like at this point, like you you feel bad for him because it's like that, well, that's always a thing with Hop, uh, Green Goblin, where it's like he's fighting his internal Jekyll and Hyde. He's evil, but he's also kind of mentally un, like ill and unwell. At this point, you can't tell if he's faking it or like what the grand orchestration is. It's like there's no right. way they're gonna play him as this sad like displaced man the entire time wearing like green goblin fatigues right like he's got right. the, the purple hoodie with the green jacket which is kind of cool actually it's a good look and like the, the with the hoodie like that goes back to his original kind of yeah. look right from the comics um i like that you can kind of see his actual like armor underneath it though at times where it's like oh yeah he's still wearing the full suit yeah <laughs> yeah and it's interesting and then you know he comes back and it is you have to feel for him a little bit because he's like well i came here and there's no oscorp which yeah. is a nice confirmation um my so son? Where's my son? My son is gone. He's like, I have, like, there's people living in where I used to live. Like, I don't understand. So, yeah, you feel bad for the character. Yeah. But I'm like, he's a shoe dropper, right? You like, you know, it's like, dude, Green Goblin always goes one way. Yeah. <laughs> That's Goblin. It's, he shows up to, Pete ends up going there, and it's this moment where, like, hey, like, this, this person's here. We have to help him. And Pete does a thing where he's like, it's not my problem, right? Which comes kind of back to bite him in the ass, right? Because that's like that's kind of like the motif from the original Spider-Man yeah, film, right? Where the robber gets away. Yeah, where um, the wrestling dude gets gets uh, gets robbed, and, and you know, Tobey Maguire lets the lead singer of Limp Bizkit run by, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> with his fucking frosted tips, and the wrestler organizer goes like, "Well, why didn't you stop him? <laughs> you could have torn him apart." Yeah. And I fail to see where that's my problem. That's is, a good Toby Maguire Tobey, right yeah, there. That's what Toby Maguire says. We oh, just yeah. watched Spider-Man, we should mention, like, On for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, because that's a Thanksgiving movie. Right. So we have that. I'm glad that we did because we have, like, what was, the, where did we come from in the back of our heads in <laughs> yeah. addition to, like, being on there with, you know, Tom Holland, right? Because yeah. we, we also rewatched Homecoming and Far From Home recently. So it's nice having all this context. It's like we did our homework walking into this film. We did. Also, <laughs> kind of funny was doing a rewatch of all the Spider-Man movies right. throughout out like every era so we have been like doubly caught up can i go on an aside this is something that i sure, wish i saw long, so i know matter. this is what i wish i said at the top <laughs> of this episode daniel which was do you remember what we ate on thanksgiving the hickory smoked turkey oh my god we had the corn on the cob we Such had i made i did the, the the handmade mashed potatoes yeah. you had you made the ham on and the there turkey. yeah and the turkey was there was there another thing on there was there another dish on, on uh there? we had stuffing, stuffing. yeah there we and go. then we had like three half pies uh marionberry uh apple right and, and peach oh, right so exactly good. we had a good good feast good feast you know um I and we ate, we ate that while watching Spider Man, and I thought to myself after watching this film, <laughs> this film is the equivalent to that good meal. Like it just had everything. Yeah. It, it like savory, sweet stuffing, mm. mashed potatoes. I had a beer. This movie was all of that. It was that meal, mm. but as a movie. I'm not gonna argue with that. That is actually very apt. It was a great yeah. turkey leg. It, it was a, it was that Thanksgiving dinner where you're eating good, but Willem Dafoe is also there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I was eating good, and Willem Dafoe was also there the whole time. I mean, Willem Dafoe was great in this movie. He was yeah. great. I don't know that the writing was always there for me for for what they were doing with this character. I yeah. wanted more. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I really wanted that would have like sold it for me. I think having maybe more of the difference in ideology between the two. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like they ever found a moment to make that goblin to MCU Spider-Man the foil. Yeah. Like, to make him his villain in that right. world. Right. There, there's a moment where, like, he now has to stop him, right? Right. But, like, <clears throat> yeah, we don't really get that point where it's like, yeah, no conflict of ideologies, no conversation. Uh, which... 
this is like one of the really weaker parts of the movie for me is like the integration of the villains where like there there's probably like two strong villain moments like mm-hmm. through and through uh writing wise but the rest of it's like well they're here we're dealing with how they're here it's kind of like slapsticky and fun to just be like all right well we got to collect them and put them back in the world but like there's no really conflict for pete and these people other than just the fact that they're here and they don't belong here right <laughs> and and like in, in a way the essence is like the, the real conflict is that Peter Parker's being Peter Parker, and that's the biggest problem, sure. ever, right? Yeah. Which is, like, he makes a choice to go the hard way. The hard way being, I'm going to save these people. I'm not going to just press a button and make them magically disappear. Mm. For that, that which is what Doctor Strange wants, right? Mm. And maybe Doctor Strange is right in the long run. But as Mary Jane said, you know, it, that's what makes him Pete, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess we do get the scene with um, with Pete and Norman later on where they're, like, back at the compound. Yeah. Because, uh, like that's where they're all staying now to kind of like lay low compound um, it's actually um that's happy's, that's happy's apartment yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's a normal apartment building yeah. he just happens to have a nice apartment right um and yeah we get back there because like well first we're skipping around well, i'm just saying like that's where we get a good conversation between pete and Norman. yeah yeah and i get that that's a scene that they're trying to like make it like the the thing of like look at this they could work together and yeah. he even has this kind of like level of admiration for pete being like scientist boy which mm-hmm. has always been norman and peter's thing it's like you should be my son my spider son da, 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 da. my son sucks he's a he's a sexual harasser and he's a star of a lot of weird cult movies <laughs> And we're never getting him in the MCU. No, you're <laughs> never getting Franco in the MCU. They didn't even do like a so good. No, no, they did not. Like at, at the end of the movie, when the sky's like ripping open purple, instead of it being like Pete's villains, it should have just been like him looking backwards going so good eating pie. <laughs> Somebody put an edit in of that. Please, Shit. please make that edit for us. Uh-huh. That would be great. All right. So we get back to the, the Undercroft. Um, and yeah, there's that big moment where like he's like, I want to save these people. I don't want to send them back. Kerfuffle yeah. with him in, in Doctor Strange, which is, again, like one of the coolest movies I've ever seen MCU do. A lot of like interesting visuals, great long shots, a lot of cool like trippy effects that we kind of got in, in Spider-Verse as yeah. well, where he's falling through a fucking like hole over and over again. Yeah, it was so like, cool. Seeing five Spider-Man. The thing that I loved in their little fight, like when the, the portals come, is when Spider-Man webs up and then a portal erupts and he ends up webbing his own foot yeah. through another <laughs> portal and he's like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> and he ends up just catching himself. That was cool. And the out-of-body part was really neat, because Pete was doing his fucking spider sense, even though he was out of his body. Doctor Strange was trying to grab the box. Yeah, how does that work? Like, is is he channeling his spider sense at, like, a higher level at that point? Because, like... So it's it's supposed to be where, like, it, it is a primal, like, instinctual thing that will happen even if his brain is turned off. Like, oh, okay. Like, it's his body actually doing it. I think some animals do that shit. You know how, like, when you... This is, we're getting graphic, but when you cut off a fish head... Yeah. And the body's still, like, doing yeah. that shit? Yeah. I think like a, what was it? Was it a scorpion or something that still like stings after it's dead? Yeah. It's fucking creepy. Nature, man. Nature. Nature's wild. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The nature nature. of the Spider-Man. The nature of Pete Parker in this scene though is interesting because like, you know, he taps into a spider sense, which I think that this movie like really is is some of the best use of the spider sense we've seen, maybe outside of uh, Infinity War. And uses more sound and kind of a subtle like visual trick instead of it being like fucking like you know lightning bolts around his head yeah i like the visual interpretation because literally the sound drops and everything gets like fucking heightened and it's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's pretty good it's really um, good 
And then he outsmarts Stephen Strange, which is pretty cool to see, right? With math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, wait a second. <laughs> I recognize that spiral. Yeah. Like, I, I know geometry. I know math. I can do this. And then he fucking does this crazy web thing. I love this. I love that we're given opportunities for different characters to like co-mingle in a way visually that you wouldn't expect yeah. like seeing this the web spiral and being like yo spider-man's like fighting doctor strange mm-hmm. this is why we keep coming back to the mcu baby like this is the stuff that i'm here for and it's like not even a stakes fight in the fact that like one is going to kill the other no no it, it reminds me of the fight like in civil war where like the two factions are fighting off against each other in the fucking airport where it's like nobody's really going to kill each other you know, it's just to kind of stall the other. Yeah, and, and nobody got hurt from that fight. Nobody of note no. was injured irreparably no. No. and had their spinal column hey, fucking all right. snapped. Listen, Rhodey's doing fine. Yeah, yeah, he's doing great with some assistance. <laughs> he's living on the fucking Stark payroll. Wow. He's taking care for life. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's a con- consolation prize. <laughs> he got snapped and he came back. It's fine. Actually, no, he didn't get snapped. He didn't get snapped. His spine got snapped. You're confusing the two events. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but just a, just a great visual feast of a scene then we come off of it he has the box and he's like all right cool mj ned take it and then yep. we get the scene where he lets so this is what fucks me up where it's like okay you should have kept all of these villains in their containment he, let he lets them all out he, he let lets four out. villains out yeah and then also brings norman into the fold where it's like all right that's well, proving this peter has the biggest heart out of any yeah. of the uh spider-man in the universe probably a big dick too an idiot though so stupid dumb because it's like i wonder if the other spider-men would do this and we don't even get to ask them like hey would you do something this stupid no andrew garfield would have dipped somebody in a vat of acid <laughs> like he would have just fucking dropped him. mcguire would have fucking danced all over him exactly yeah mcguire would have just dodged and the empire state building would crush these villains that's like what happens every single time it's it's like that the incidental deaths mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like well it can't really be his fault they tripped on web yeah but who really put that web there state of mind it's just it's silly because like at the end of the day they're villains treat yeah. them like villains I, I know you want to help them keep them contained while you figure out okay. how to help them you don't need them coming over happiest place drinking happy's beer <laughs> having them google at aunt may but it's a fun scene i'm so glad that it happened yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> villains like living living up and like sitting on a couch sandman gets sand all over the couch yeah. fucking electro's just talking about it, how much he likes his goatee and stuff and it's it's a fun scene oh they have a fun exchange uh electro and right. uh, sandman where it's like oh how did you what happened to you oh i fell on a fucking uh vat of electric eels and <laughs> sandman's like oh i fell into like a proton collider or yeah, something yeah the hadron collider it's like oh gotta be careful where you fall <laughs> it's <laughs> really great like some of the comedy is really really funny some of it d- didn't work for me like mm-hmm. i think of some of uh dr strange's lines where i'm like ah that really like we got in the trailer it sucked then and it kind of sucks now the scooby-doo this shit yeah. line i'm glad they said shit instead <laughs> yeah but yeah there's still a line that's like okay whatever yeah. but some some of the the comedy between the villains works i think uh across the board yeah yeah i think so too and we also sideline um I want to call him the chameleon. Why do I want to call him the chameleon? It's uh, the lizard. We put him in a truck instead of having him up in the apartment because it's probably just way too much time to render that shit and make it work. (laughs) Also, it's a lizard guy. He ruins every scene that he's in basically by like being the most alien out of everything. You really hate the design, huh? I hate that design. Yeah, Yeah, I do. I'm not I'm not in love. I'm not in love with that design, man. Fucking reptile over here. <laughs> Fucking better face. Got to uppercut a his small ass. head. My God. Yeah, but uh, 
Whew. But yeah, I like Pete's trying to figure out how to use um, the fabricator to save all of these villains. He wants to basically neuter them, which a few of them have an issue with mm-hmm. uh, in theory to be neutered. You know, they may be monsters now, but they like being monsters. It's good to be bad. It reminds me of that moment in like, uh, was it X-Men Last Stand where like there's the opportunity to like take the cure and not be a mutant anymore? Yeah. It's like you have the... the... And some of them do. Yeah, some of them do. Some of them are very against it. And it's like, well, yeah, it's like some of them, like this is who they are now, right? They were outcasted for one reason or another. Like they feel powerful and like kind of in control of themselves. And like Jamie, I I see Jamie Foxx's like argument for it's like, well, I don't want to go back like yeah he, he was like i was a loser before this like yeah. i don't want to be that I, I i like that i like that they You're still also dead even though there's like a lot of like weird logical things that don't like add up if you really want to be fucking crossing the t's and dotting the i's for like what happened in the canon of the spider-man movies mm-hmm. i still like that they feel at least uh, like they're paying respect to where they come from and, you know, we have a basis with them where it's it's not like they're just completely wildly different mm-hmm. versions of themselves. Electro being the closest to being like, you're just a different dude, but like yeah, you at least different. have the same backstory. Yeah. All the other ones seem kind of the same. Alfred Molina feels like he was pulled straight out of yeah. Spider-Man 2 where it's like yeah. acting the same way, bringing like that same level of like theater to it. But we get the great scene here where, like, Pete, like, comes up with the Neuralink to kind of reverse, like, the, I guess, integration of the arms with his uh, neurons and his brain and everything. Yeah, the arms are making him crazy yeah. and angry. You ever get crazy arms? You ever get crazy arms? Yeah. Sometimes, dude. Sometimes maybe angry for a while. Remember when my arm was doing that thing? Oh, I yeah. Thought, I thought to myself, this is what happened to Doc Ock. <laughs> He's changing. God forbid if I lose my, my poetry-loving wife, I will go <laughs> off the deep end. <laughs> so he puts the thing on his neck and then we get a scene where it's like oops did i accidentally kill doc because his head just like fucking drops down real quick which i love i love accidental murder in any film but it turns out no he saved him and the voices are gone and from his head we get a lot of those in spider-man movies accidental murder did i accidentally fucking kill you oops did i accidentally snap my girlfriend's neck and break her back Ooh, that's a harsh one bud Uh, i know that's a harsh one not it as much as it hurts us. Andrew, but it hurts me. Yeah, I think it hurt Gwen the most. <laughs> this is the turning point of the movie, though. Where, yeah. Like, it gets really dark. The stakes pick up even more. Because, like, there's old Gobby, right? Gobby's, like, he, he's kind of, like, like uh, I guess canvassing the place, too. Like, looking at, like, kind of some of the tech Is that there. what he's doing? He's canvassing like, the place sets, like a fucking he, Spencer's? He set something up on, like, that arm, too. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was, like, a bomb or something. Yeah, he was. I think it was a bomb. Yeah. But this is a great use of the spider sense here, because like Pete's like he kind of, like the frame kind of goes weird. There's a weird filter, and he's like something's wrong. Yeah, like it all the lens focuses on Peter. Like most of all, everything's blurry. Yeah. The sound drops. This was a such a cool moment because you immediately feel anxiety. You know something's gonna yeah. go bad, but I love that it's like this whole like overdrawn moment of you don't know what until it does, which is so fucking good. Yeah, he has the line too, where he's like. Where he calls out to May, he's like, May? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, did he just kind of, like, Spider-Sense predict that, like, May was going to die? Like, yeah. fuck. Like, this is cr- such a crazy scene. And then fucking, there, here comes Gobby. <laughs> yeah, Fucking laughing and being maniacal. Right. And just going, like, ah, these are a gift. We're gods. Gods don't have to choose God's take. And doing his whole fucking Gobby thing. It's mm-hmm. great. He's old. He's a thousand he years old. old. He does the same effect as the old Spider-Man movies where when he's Norman, he's wearing false teeth that, like, 
correct his teeth. Mm-hmm. And then when he's goblin, uh, is normal Willem Dafoe fucking his <laughs> his his, his jabblers. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is a great effect. But man, this leads into a fucking well. First of all, everyone pops the fuck off. Electro rips off his goddamn Alexa on his chest. Yeah, that's that was supposed to like convert him, zapping his power. Normal. Yeah, and then goes goes nuts, starts fighting Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus gets gets away, does his thing. Is this the part where he steals the Stark tech and puts it like in his chest? Yes, in slow motion does a fucking so uh, cool fucking lightning grab on it, and then gets super juiced, which is huge mistake. I love I love the integration of like this world's technology with those villains, right? Like just seeing the arc reactor in fucking uh, Electro's chest. Such a cool time. thing. Such a cool thing. Because yeah. it powered the fabricator, by the way. It's not just because it's lying around because Happy uses it to fucking like make mojitos or make like three D versions of May. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he was getting some of that a little bit. That's why he was heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. I feel for that. You know. Oh yeah, I feel. Like you know, I think we've all had friends with benefit situations that like go south for one person. You're like, oh, that kind of bum. That's a bummer there. Right. Yeah. So. Right. I but get, this scene, I get this. It's just adults, man. This scene turns into a bummer real fast, right? Well, not before uh, Goblin does a fucking uh, pile driver through apartment floors against oh Spider Man. So that you're right about this. Out of the three films, this is the first time that we've seen like Spider-Man punching yeah. motherfuckers that could take a punch, rather than just like one-on-one webbing fighting. or doing like evading stuff. Yeah, he gets two of the greatest fights with Green Goblin in this movie, like here and yeah. then towards the end. Well, at the very end, actually, and it's just dope. The choreography is really cool. The destruction of the building, like he's pushed. He's like boring him through walls, Jesus. Him, driving him through the, the floor, crashing yeah. through the building. Um, the scene where like Pete is punching him and he's the just face laughing. Over and over. Oh, that's so fucking. Oh. It was so nuts. It was like, <laughs> oh my god, dude. It reminds me of like uh, that scene from Dark Knight where like uh, Bruce Wayne's fucking pummeling Heath Ledger's Joker and he's just fucking like going insane in the moment, and just <laughs> letting his true character kind of be seen. And it's just it's a great fucking scene that escalates so quickly. Yeah, and outside Jay Jonah's out there because he got a hot tip. Oh yeah. There's some villains out there. You know. I love Jay Jonah. I love that they got J.K. Simmons back to play him. I don't know that I love how he's used here because it mm-hmm. seems like more often than not he was a part of like really serious scenes instead mm-hmm. of like being able to be hilarious. He has one good line toward the beginning of the film calling him a web-headed war criminal, which yeah. is great. But yeah, we don't get the same like, you know, remember in Spider-Man 1 where it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> libel's written, uh, hearsay said or whatever. It's like we, we don't get any of that because he doesn't have any interplay with other actors. Every time Jonah cameos, he's just like kind of by himself. Yeah. Like talking at you. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like that he's there. I just wish he was used a little bit funnier. That, no, that's my complaint. I will actually like wholeheartedly agree with that where it's like I don't think they used him as well as they could have. Especially because we got so many good moments with him like in the first Spider-Man and actually the Raimi trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and even in uh, PS4 Spider-Man, right? Like, right. The voiceover work there is so good. Which I think this is an obvious inspir- like inspired by that where they treat him like a uh, Alex Ross. No, yeah. not Alex Ross. That's a, that's a painter. Uh, <laughs> Bob Ross? No, not Bob Ross. That's, that's the other painter. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the Alex Jones. My bad. Okay. Where, where he's like a conservative fucking yeah. telecaster on the internet. Because they even do the joke where he's trying to sell you like his uh, daily fix pills, right? Mm-hmm. That's something that Alex Jones actually does. He tries to sell you supplements during his fucking show to make you more masculine and keep the SJWs from drowning you, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking funny. But actually, this movie does a few things that were in the Spider-Man game. 
which I'm just like, hmm. I like this integration, but I also like the respect of like, that game brought some shit to the table that of course needs to be integrated going forward, which I really like. Isn't there the quote on the, the tombstone as well at the end? That's, that's from exact one. Spider-Man PS4? Yeah, it's May's, uh, spoilers for both Spider-Man things. Uh, May's tombstone at the end of Spider-Man PS4 says, when you help someone, you help everyone. Mm-hmm. And it says that in this movie. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. I was like, oh, that's PS4. Oh, that's Spider-Man PS4. Like, immediately. The gamer erupted the gamer out of game. me. It was great. Fuck. And Su- then Goblin kills May. Su- such a... Because <laughs> she's trying to help, too, yeah. is the thing. Like, she has the, the anti-serum that'll kind of, like, you know, cure him in the moment. Even, even Peter realizes that something's about to fucking go wrong. And he tells May to just run. He's like, May, go. Mm-hmm. Go. And then... In typical goblin fashion, he summons the glider. It fucking <laughs> knocks May from behind. You're like, oh shit, she's down. Uh, and then they have this kind of exchange real quick. And then he fucking flies away, throws a fucking bomb in, into the building. And it's like, shit, who did that get? Right. And then like they both kind of come up after. It's like, oh, they're both fine. They're both, they're fine. both fine. They're walking around. Nobody ever fucking. Nobody ever know, gotten killed by a glider no, uh, or, landing or, in the or middle a bomb. Of like, you know, except maybe like a. Uh, Aunt May from uh, <laughs> the Spider-Man 1, where she got bombed and survived. Oh, she was fine. Until she died. <laughs> when did she die? Did she? Oh, wait, no, 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 she doesn't die. She just gets hospitalized. Venom eats her. That's what it is. Venom bites anyway. her head off. But just really crazy scene, and then and then May pops up, and then we realize that she's, like, actually really gravely hurt, mm. which is one of the saddest scenes, too, because, like, she's like, yeah, I'm just going to take a minute to catch my breath, and then she falls, and, like, he touches her side and sees that she's bleeding, and, like, he raises his hand. She could see the blood. And she asks him, she's like, are you bleeding? Are you okay? And then she stops. She's like, I just got to catch my breath real quick. And it's like, fuck, she's dying. Like, she's dying in this scene. Yeah. Marissa Tomei, like, just does some really great line delivery. Um, it's really she, powerful. She gets the power. She gets the great power line here, too, where, um, you know, Pete says something like, this is my responsibility, like, with Willem Dafoe, like, racing away. And he's like, I should have just, like, I, he's like, I need to revert to sending him back. I was obviously wrong trying to help them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you did the right thing. And it literally says, like, with you have power, and with great power comes great responsibility. And it's, like, it could have been hammy. It was definitely fan service. But it still felt like a stomach drop when she said it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it is that realization of, like, oh, no, you're Ben in this universe. And yeah. then when she falls, it's like, oh. Because I had a moment where I was like, oh, okay, they're not, they're not committing to killing her. They're just referencing maybe that's a thing. And nope, nope, they fucking, they go the extra mile with it, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, the second time, I did not cry. I did not. During the first? I fought back. <laughs> no, the first time I also did not cry. Okay. Because I was surrounded by people yeah. <laughs> that that were capable of judging me. But, uh, and then the second time I wanted to. It was hard to fight it. The edibles made it way that's, harder to fight, dog. That's the thing. I think I would have been way more composed if I didn't have this I wasn't. Like, edible. Like, it was immediately in my throat. A, yeah. This, this edible was taking a hold of my body like a symbiote. Just I'm, like <sighs> tapping into my emotions. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like it was immediately like my throat was tight. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking got me real and good. And like... You know, they don't they don't cut away from it quick either. Like we get a lot of shots of Tom Holland fucking selling that shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking bleary eyed. Yeah, May, look at me. Wake up. Like Yeah, he's yeah, dude, like at a moment like the moment where he was just like, May, what are you doing? Yeah. Like what are like you a, doing? Like, like, a, kid like a kid, like not understanding. Uh-huh. He's like, Come on, just get up. Oh jeez. I, I feel so bad for Tom Holland. Cause like his Spider Man gets some of the heaviest death scenes. Like he has to watch Tony Stark die. This happens. Yeah. This movie's so depressing for I know. him. Like he doesn't walk away like with a with a good feeling. Like everything that he did had such a heavy weight to it. And, right. Like even the he probably thought about it at some point. He's like, if I hadn't made that wish, 
May would have never died. Like, yeah, exactly. Stuff. Exactly. Really crazy. It's harsh. It's harsh shit. And so, but then the movie knows after having really just tugged our hearts out of our, of our chest here, mm-hmm. it says, let's, let's bring them on back. Let's yeah. bring these people back. Let's bring them off the edge of their seat. Mm-hmm. And we get this scene where it's in Ned's house and they just learned. It's very sad. Uh, but MJ and Ned are there. And they're just like, what do we do? And he's got the fucking, what, the spring rings? What are they called? The sling rings. The sprint rinse? The sling rings? <laughs> the, sling ring rings. the ring fit. The ring fit adventures. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I just wish we could see Peter. Yeah. And a little spark shows up. And he learns that he can open portals, which is cool. I love that. I love that if we're going to integrate magic and, and Doctor Strange into Spider, Spider-Man, we're going to have other characters to have to deal with it too, which is great. Rather than it just be like a MacGuffin to play with. So I like that... Um, we get this. He opens up into an alley, and we see, we see a Spider Man, and immediately it looks off. Like yeah. immediately, it's just like, wait a second. But then you see the suit, you see the design yeah. of the spider. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, that's that's Garfield, right? That's there. Garfield, and he comes running out, and oh my god! And Thanks. like the theater, I love both times. <laughs> both times I watched this movie, the theater popped off. Yeah, in that people moment. were cheering. People were like, Ugh! like there's. I love actually hearing the audible gas. Yeah. I'm just like, wow. Like either. It could be one of two things. Either you really didn't know that was going to happen, mm-hmm. or even if you did know it was coming, it doesn't matter. The moment had so much fucking bang to it that yep. it was like, it's going to get you either way. So and it was a great moment. It was a great fucking moment. I, I'm glad the order they did it in, too, like that we got Garfield first, and then we got Maguire. Right. it's just like, it feels like they're really reeling in the lineage of like, yeah, we could have definitely gotten to, uh, Andrew Garfield for it, but like, could we have gotten Maguire? And yeah. Like, that, I think every fan was like, I don't think they're going to get him back for it, but we Yeah, this, maybe this is all we have, right? Yeah. And it's like, nope, nope. Yeah. Like, literally seconds later in that scene, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, yeah. let's open it up for the other Peter. I like that Ned tries to do games like, alright, I have helped me find Peter, whatever he says, and then like, <laughs> Tony Maguire comes out, he looks normal as shit, he looks like just in his normal ass street clothes, and I think I think it's Ned that says, "Oh, it's just it's just an old man." <laughs> they go, "Oh, it's just some guy." It's just some guy. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I'm Peter Parker." Hey, <laughs> so I like his intro so much. They give him the the facial hair. He looks really good. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, he's 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 a bit older there, right? What's he in his forties now? Yeah, gotta be. Definitely. Okay. I mean, he was like in his thirties in the first Spider-Man mm. movie. So what what I didn't catch the first time watching this movie is that they are already in our universe. It wasn't yeah. that Ned was popping a portal to another universe. Mm-hmm. He was they they happened to also come uh, because of course Peter Parker knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man. So I guess they were part of the the curse. Yeah, which makes sense. I'm yeah. like, all right, that's an interesting loophole. Right, but why didn't we get? You know, we didn't go hard enough. There should have been multiple Mays multiple ben bodies like littered on the ground he opens one portal like on the on the ceiling and all these bodies just dump through it's like there's fucking emma stone there's fucking... <laughs> it's all these fucking dead corpses from the spider-man mythos so the ultimate universe has a portal that just doesn't stop dropping bodies <laughs> oh god that's good dark jesus christ we, we get some good conversation between the two of them though just to see them interact is really fun um and then just the whole bit of like them talking to to ned and mj of like well okay where would your spider-man be like you mm-hmm. know he's obviously gone something happened right and then they're we like just thought that he, like you know he needed our help yeah because they're like we just felt that there's someone in trouble yeah yeah maybe that's their combined like spider sense going off too of like yeah somebody right. needs us here 
Mm-hmm. Did, do you think they feel that it's themselves in a way, like with their spider sense? Well, what was interesting is that their uh, Garf and McGuire's instinct was to like attack each other at first for like a half second before realizing like maybe the goofy feeling was like not danger, just that's what it's like having yeah. another Peter in the room. Because at first they were like cats <laughs> when they first meet each other. <laughs> And then suddenly it's like, ah, you smell fine. Yeah. I like that that, that very brief altercation where, like, they sling the webs, webs at yeah. each other. They fucking, like, do, like, a somersault, like, fight in the middle <laughs> of the But in the, the same the way, which yeah. is, like, interesting. So good. And it's like, okay, you have webs, I have webs. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. And, yeah. But, yeah, they go out to this really heart-wrenching scene where um, they all mention, like, well, I had a special place I would go to when I was feeling <laughs> spider down. At Bar Staples. Yeah. And then uh, what does is, what is, uh, Garfield say? He's like, oh, mine's... um. Oh, no, 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 because McGuire says Chrysler building. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, Empire State's got a better view. He's like, yeah, (laughs) it's a pretty sweet view. You're right. (laughs) I feel like a lot of McGuire's lines are just kind of like, yeah, no, you're right. Like, just kind of like uh, (laughs) accepting defeat and just being like, well, I'm not here to like one-up you. Yeah. But like all of Garfield's lines are like one-up lines to him, you know? (laughs) Yeah, he's a spicy one. He is spicy. spicy. I miss him. But uh, yeah, the the heart-wrenching scene, so, so... our Peter is going to the top of Midtown High. That's mm-hmm. where he feels comfortable. That's yeah. where he's probably like smooching MJ and uh, looking at porns with Ned, you know, looking at some crazy science weeklies or whatever. <laughs> science weeklies. Yeah, 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 you know. Um, and and uh, he, so the, the Spider-Man tried to be like, hey, Pete, Peter, we know what you're going through. And he goes, no, you don't know anything about what I'm going through. Get, just get the fuck out of this universe. And if you kill these assholes, that's on you. It's not on me. I don't care. It's it's really like a tone shift for him, right? Because yeah. he's processing the death. He's processing the fact that it's his fault. And he's right. like, I don't care what you guys do. Bring your villains back to your worlds. It's right. not my problem anymore. Yeah, he's fucking like, he's crying. He's and, fucked oh, up. We get a sweet moment where like uh, MJ and Ned, like, they're there for their friend. He's crying mm-hmm. in his spider suit. It's crazy. Yeah. Very emotional. A lot of crying in this film. Really hard, hard shit. Yeah, you know, and it takes you back to the previous scene going like, oh, yeah, I had fun for a second, but it's like, oh, yeah, this one still hurts. Which is where the pacing about it's really good, right? Because it's like, oh, something really crazy just happened. You're onto something new that, like, helps you process it in a more fitting way rather than lingering on a second dark moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, getting to, like, see fucking dot. um osborne like maybe do something mischievous in the background it's like no i like that we we knew how to come off that depressing drop and like okay we gotta bring up the high a little bit yeah we gotta help pete who else could help pete except pete's you know it's it's, pete and pete pete and pete and pete pete and pete need to help pete it's it's an important moment because like it feels like the the torch has has been dropped from you know tony being the mentor figure Mm -hmm. right Nick Fury being the mentor figure even and him having to rely on himself and like the lineage of Spider-Man to like help solve this problem and move on from it. And it's just that this is where one of those moments where it feels like so at its core, a Spider-Man movie, right? Yeah. I would argue Mysterio was his, uh, oh, fair, fair, more fair. of his mentor. Yeah. Like in that movie. Cause he's no, like, right. he relates to him in a way, but, um, yeah, I agree. And I love that we get some insights to the characters a little bit and they, they happen to mention, you know, like, because Peach just like, you know, my Aunt May was telling me with great power. And then Toby McGuire goes, oh, great responsibility, right? And I'm like, yeah, how did you know that? What the fuck? Yeah. And Uncle Ben. And, and they're like, well, yeah, I lost. Like, I lost in this way, you know, and they talk about where they've been and how they get through. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, this is really tender. Yeah. Hearing Andrew Garfield just be like, oh, yeah, I kind of went off the deep end. I stopped pulling my punches. And like, just the implication that maybe he's like out there, like really hurting people. Yeah. Just got oh, to a dark place. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. But uh, they're there, and then like when they hear the great power line, they're like, wait a second. 
we for some reason need to do the right thing or yeah. something like that. And then they, they, they end up figuring out, like, let's go save him again, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Let's not, let's not get rageful, like Garfield mm-hmm. says. Yeah, they think no of rageful. a plan to, like, kind of corral them all together into the same spot. Uh, and the, the, the original plan's still in play, right? Reverse it, cure him, send him back, right? That's always kind right. of been a through line for, right. for people. Soften them up so that when uh, they come back at the right moment where a spider punch is coming their way, but now that they're human, their heads just burst like fucking jack-lanterns. Wow. <laughs> See? I was going to say, like, it's more like Pokemon, right? Where you get the Pokemon down to low HP and then capture the Pokeball, but sure. But yeah, that's how it would work, right? Because, like, imagine, like, if you if you send back Goblin and he doesn't have Goblin powers, like, here comes, like, a mid, mid, like, a, a peat punch. Boom. <laughs> um i forget how we get to like kind of the final set piece of the movie well Uh, well first we get a lot of fun scenes in uh i think they're what in the high school yes yeah yeah and they're in the they're in the laboratory yeah and then i love seeing garfield like because he was like a scientist in his film Mm -hmm. like put on a lab coat over his spider-man outfit and like just doing shit yeah and we get a lot of cool interactions i love that we get the fucking organic web shooter joke as well yes where like mcguire is like yeah check this out and they're like wow how do you do that and they're like we have web shooters yeah. we don't we don't do what you do <laughs> garfield gets really hung up on it too like yeah. he's grossly curious about it yeah you can't he, he's like wow <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny uh the scene where like uh, i think it's mj calls out to pete and they all answer and they point at each other yeah they the do meme. the meme god damn it it's just such a good moment to like sit with them all together and like we get a few scenes actually with them just kind of being their individual Pete Parkers interacting yeah. with each other, which is really fucking, it's fun. It's heartwarming. It feels rewarding as a fan. It does. Um, it does. They do it well. They, they do. They, they crush it. Um, but it's just cool to see them all. Like they're all so smart, right? Like, yeah. And to see their well, combined... maybe, you know, two of them are okay. Yeah. <laughs> and to see their combined <laughs> intelligence save McGuire. I take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> we know Pete, Peter. Pete. I love you. <laughs> You're a savant. You're my hero. <laughs> it's just it's it's a fun scene. It's a great scene. Um, and then yeah, we kind of I don't know if we get any other like Easter eggs here. I forget. Kind of. Uh, oh my bad. Uh, kind of in that Ned, uh, Ned leads in the comics, apparently also villains out and fights Peter. Oh, the and, conversation. And so he has a conversation. You're like, did you have a best friend? Asking McGuire and McGuire's like, I did. And he died in my he, arms. He died in my arms <laughs> trying to kill me. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> and now he gets all like, Ned gets pensive. Like, oh God, <laughs> am I going to become a villain? I forget what, Magu- uh, what Garfield says to him in that moment. Cause he says something kind of reassuring. He just looks at him. <laughs> Well, there's a moment after where, like, he goes, uh, Ned goes, Pete, I'm, I promise I will never villain out and try to attack you. And Garfield goes, like, yeah. yeah that's what it yeah, is. Like, like yeah. that's another. Yeah, that's good. Got you it, did boy. it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. But, uh, yeah, we get, we get to a final set piece. And I got to tell you, c- continuing the Spider-Man tradition of here's some under construction bullshit here's the third act (laughs) here's something that's gonna get destroyed for destruction's sake right uh it's the new uh statue of liberty that people are divided on anyway hang on on. what happened to the old one in the mcu when did it get wrecked probably something happened during during endgame during endgame it got wrecked i don't remember it getting wrecked because like we were in upstate new york for the finale of endgame Mm. we were at the the avengers compound yeah was it was it the fucking battle for New York that the I, I don't remember a cutaway shot of Cloverfield not monster well, knocking its head off. I mean, we could we could look it up real we quick. We could look it up. Okay, it's like they're rebuilding and they're adding a cap a Captain America shield on it. 
which I'm just like, Jesus Christ, that's so much, but it's so funny. <laughs> I, I asked you before we started recording too. I was like, wait, shit, this isn't even the first time we've seen a Statue of Liberty fight in like a comic book movie. And no, it was like, X Men. Yeah, X Men gave it to us. X Men gave us, but that was obviously a set. It was stupidly a set, and we also had Anna Paquin, fucking out there getting. Wasn't she like arms astray? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm trapped. You know, she played Rogue Daniel. Yeah, it's. I think something happened with the the torch, and then they just needed to replace it. So they replaced it with the shield. Is kind of what happened. But anyway, <laughs> we get to the last set piece. We get to the last set piece, and we have our three Spider Mans. And what's interesting is when they begin fighting, they're really bad at working together. And the reason that, that I love, they're like, I always work alone. Like, what? Yeah. But uh, but our dude Tom is like, well, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's like, I was an Avenger. Like, yeah. I worked in a group. And they're like, who are the Avengers? Like, well, what are the Avengers? Are they a band? Uh, um, yeah, which is a really funny thing. But yeah, I, I do love seeing um, the kind of mashups because Electro's there. Uh, Reptile from Mortal Kombat is there. We have, um, who else was there? That All showed of them. Up? Sandman's there. Yeah, but not Doc Ock. He's not there yet. Green Goblin didn't show up yet, Well, right? at this point, Doc Ock is assumed good because, like, yeah. the Neuralink is deactivated. His his arms are now his, right? Right. Um, he's just there, yeah. So, and then Goblin hasn't shown up yet. Goblin didn't show up um, We so also get fighting. some good conversations with them all hanging out in the suits. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Pretty cool. The little pregame thing, yeah. right, where they ask about the organic web shooters because they're naturally curious. Yeah. They talk more about really the funny. shooters. They talk about some of their greatest villain moments. Garfield's yeah. like, oh, the craziest thing I ever fought was like a Russian in a fucking metal rhino suit. Yeah. And Tom Holland's like, yeah, I fought a, an alien. I was in space. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's yeah. so great. I love, <laughs> I love Tommy Gore. He's like, I'm still on the in space part. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, the runoff scene, too, where the, all three of them are running together and they all fucking like jump off and they're swinging in their own styles is really cool yeah and they do the i don't even know how to call it like you know when you go skydiving and you're all kind of like linked together falling together there's a scene where like suicide they they <laughs> they suicide together <laughs> they link the webs and they say we're going down yeah <laughs> no but like they link their webs together and they kind of like spin together in like a full spider circle which is yeah cool. it was really fucking cool it was so hype dude I, like i couldn't keep the smile off my face yeah. during these scenes it was like this is everything that i wanted at every age I ever existed. I've wanted this on film together. This is amazing. It reminds me of a lot of like the fun payoff scenes from just fucking like Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like fucking like old Spider-Man, new Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen interact together and right. swing together and just how stylistically different they are. It's, just, it's, it's neat. It's fucking so cool. Really, um, really liked it. Some of the... So some well, of the, there's, there's some interplay, too, where, like, you know, uh, hey, Max, I missed you, like, from, from Garfield. I love that they, like, reference the fact yeah. that, like, hey, I remember you, dude. Yeah. What is interesting to me, and I kept on thinking about it in my spider head the entire time, was that all of the villains were pulled out the moment before they died, but our two Spider-Men have lived on past that point. Yeah. Um, like, Tobey Maguire is, like, 20 years older yeah. in this one, and, and Andrew Garfield's been schlepping around for probably, like, seven, eight years girlfriend listen knocking the heads off of villains <laughs> <laughs> like left and right doing uppercuts and shit right so it's interesting that like oh wow like to them it's like it's been a fucking while <laughs> since i've seen you right i i wish we got a little bit more of that a little more impact especially with um there was like oh, no interplay between goblin and toby Maguire spider-man no which i get why they did it because it's like he's our villain for this movie because of the aunt may murder thing mm -hmm. you know but um, I wish there was something, right? I wish there was anything. 
you get some good exchanges between him and Otto, right? Where Otto's like, oh, Pete, my boy, like you've you've grown up and it's really like touching. That's nice. That, yeah. that was good. But like you you do want that same kind of thing with him and, and Norman, but it's like you don't you don't really get it. Like there's no conversation really. A yeah. lot of it is like Tom Holland, Spider-Man, like coming to grips with, with wanting to like take him down and fight him and almost kill him at a point. Um, but I do like that. Maguire is the one who has to intervene there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's some some good conversational points here and there. It has to happen, right? Because like these these Pete's have to acknowledge like the villains of their past. Yeah, uh, in a known way. But I I think it would have been too much to give every single villain a resolution. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like we cured Sandman, and then you know Tobey Maguire was like, "Hey, man, we'll get you home, dude." Yeah. And then that's it. No, well, he's no, just no, hanging it's... out in like the fucking in the is it the crown of the, it's the crown Statue of, the of Liberty? Liberty. He's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a sand prison. That's where the guards go to, uh, you know. What do they do up there? They have sex in there. Oh, shit. They have liberty sex in there. (laughs) Oh, that's the freest (laughs) sex you'll ever have. Right. Totally dirty. Yeah. Disgusting up there. Filthy. Yeah. It's hard to get up there to clean. Easy to get up there to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, last thing before we get into the fight is... uh, Not Sandy. (laughs) McGuire has a really good line with uh, Garfield, too, where he calls him amazing. And he's like, oh, you're really good. You're amazing. Right. Right. Even giving him, like, kind of a hope that, like, he'll find his MJ is really good. I don't know. I know. That was was a great thing. That was a great little bit. So, did all this fight scene work for you because there's a lot of moving parts to it a lot no it's terrible this piece of shit fight sucked uh, yeah i know you were grimacing the entire time i mean it was fine like it, it was um i think it had some hype moments um i wish it had a little bit more of like one-on-one battling instead of just running around because it felt like we were racing towards the resolution mm-hmm. instead of like taking a little bit of time but at, at that point in the movie it's like we're already on like two hours and 54 fucking minutes yeah, so exactly. never mind i guess right but uh yeah I, I think it worked i think some of the setting wasn't very inspiring mm-hmm. um because it was just all dark i remember that in the trailers going like that's kind of a bland like low cow to have your last fight for like this huge villain thing but then again i look back at all the spider-man media even the video game is like where do they fight on top of the tower in building. at night yeah on a building on the side of a building in a yeah. science building in a museum <laughs> at the side of the building is a cool yeah. thing yeah. Like, yeah 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 i feel you but uh, otherwise i think it was cool i think it's some of the Lightning effects from Mr. Electro and shit. Oh, we get a great moment between Electro and, and uh, his Pete. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. We're like, he... Cause, so this fucks me up, too, because, like, Electro never knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so it's like, why would he be there? But anyway, they, they have the conversation. He's like, oh, I thought you'd be uh, black, you know? <laughs> I was hoping the Spider-Man would be black. And he's like, oh, maybe somewhere in, in you know, the world there's a black Spider-Man. Uh, or in some dimension. And it's just, like, a cool kind of, like, thought to, like, yeah, they're, they're hinting at the fact that Miles Morales could be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. It's true, though. Why would Electro be there at all? He's not a part of the curse. Yeah, exactly. He just happens to be a villain that we have uh, access to. (laughs) Damn it. You could have pulled in so many other villains who knew that Pete was... Topher Grace. Topher Grace Venom, bro. I wondered if they were going to do it in, like, the last stretch of the third act but yeah. it would have been too much god with the same costume yeah it'd be so much um people's minds would shatter i'll agree that the scene is kind of like a bland like baton toss of the spider-man trying to like just cure them one by one until yeah. they realize okay we need to work together focus on one at a time um there's some cool stuff with the lizard i think when he goes in like the portal is open for the sanctum satorum like uh, undercroft uh because like ned can't close it so he gets through there no, they're still in the lab by the way Oh, that's still the high school lab? It's the high school Oh, lab. okay. But yeah. there's that cool scene where, like, him and Peter fighting in the lab, kind of like an amazing Spider-Man 1 was, which is That was neat. my initial thought. It was yeah. like, oh, what a good Just reference to Cool it. little callback. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it, 
it kind of pops off when Goblin shows up, right? Yeah. Because, like, the, the box, I forget the name of it, that has, like, the spell. The mother box. The mother. The, the, is that from fucking, uh, <laughs> yeah, from, yeah. From, from, from Justice League. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a mother box. The mother box number four, it has a spell <laughs> in it, and fucking Goblin, like, gets his, his bomb in it. And fucking tucks it in there real nice. It just explodes it, yeah. and this is where, like, it shatters the universe. You get all these cool, like, purple tears and striations, and it's just, it's really visually nuts to fucking see it go off like that. And, uh, yeah, it's St- Stephen Strange is like, we gotta stop it. Like, we got yeah. he's, like, trying to stop it, but also this fight's going on, uh, which is really, really wild. Um, and I, I like where this part of the fight goes, where, like, we can make the argument that, yeah, fighting on the Statue of Liberty is pretty bland and boring. We've got it a bunch. But when the shield falls, it becomes kind of a, a set piece unto itself that they fight on the oh, shield that's true, later that's true. Is, is pretty neat. Uh, seeing the sunset and just seeing, like, fucking Goblin and, and Peter Parker, Tom Holland, Peter Parker square off is, is awesome. You can see, like, the the rage in him, like, which we've never really seen right. in this Pete before. Just unadulterated rage. He wants to kill him. He's not pulling any punches. He's Ooh. just going all in to, like, just really hurt him. Um, he does some moves from Spider-Man PS4 against his ass, which he, is great. The web throw. He does a web throw. He does a pile driver on him. Like, pile he driver. fucks him up. Yeah, dude. He's, listen, he hurt May. Killed May. That's how you get fucking spider beat down. And he was doing it. He was doing combo breakers. I kept on seeing the finisher prompt yeah. over over uh, Goblin's head. Is it, So is it usually that, like, Goblin kills Aunt May? Or is it just different, like, in every take? Oh, uh, I think it's different yeah. between takes. I don't know that Goblin kills Aunt May in the comics. Probably does at a certain point. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Probably. Lots of things have happened in the comics. Every character imaginable has died. Yeah. Or exactly. been by zombies. Mm. Yeah. No zombies in this movie though. No. But we do zombies. get a what if reference, so that's, that's true. cool enough to me. But this fight is is nuts. Uh it reminds me of like the Russo style. Oh, the fight. cape? The cape on Spider Man? Oh yeah. That's a reference to what if, because that happened in what if I think. Yeah, that that is well. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking yeah. about the end credit scene. Oh, yeah. oh. That was like a trailer. Yeah. The full ass trailer. <laughs> trailer. Anyway. But yeah, good Russo style fight choreography, really great moment. Uh Pete takes the glider. It's almost like kind of a parallel to like when fucking Cap is going to take the shield and destroy Iron Man, which is really neat. Um, yeah. Like it's just going to kill him. And then fucking Tobey Maguire is like, well, hey, you can't be doing that. Don't be killing him. Hey, well, <laughs> well, Peter. Well, Peter, I love you. Can't be doing that. Can't be doing killing. And, yeah, and I like that he was the one that had to stop him because it just, it brought so much weight to it, right? Like, yeah. you know. I don't know if we had a transitional moment of like, you're right, Pete, or at all, because he was just like, please get out of the way. I want to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, but. You know, I guess the the moment where he gets stabbed, he goes, oh, I have another concern now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was this transition to like, I guess I won't kill him because he ultimately uh, gets tossed from Gar- Garfield, the uh, the serum. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the serum didn't work the first time. The second time it works. Yeah, uh, right. Because he does get injected. He gets initially. injected the first time. Yeah, it doesn't do shit because mm-hmm. May gets him. Goes like, ah, doesn't do it. And then this time it works. He becomes an old man. <laughs> back in his little sweater back in his little sweater and he's like well, what have i done <laughs> yeah it's crazy fucking defoe just like really bringing it in bringing all those years of method acting defoe sells anything he could sell a vacuum cleaner to a vacuum cleaner he's gonna be in that new northman movie that new robert uh, Eggers movie. dave eggers right or is it robert something eggers do not dave eggers is a writer robert's the director yeah Catherine's the producer. A whole lot of Eggers there. Yeah. Anyway, he sells it. It's a great scene. <laughs> the, 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 so 
Yeah. There's some weird visual effects that happen kind of at a point, like, when they all get sent back. But, like, I like the thought of, like, you know, Pete has to, he goes back to Doctor Strange. like, all right, what do we do now? You see all the tears. You see all the people that know Spider-Man kind of trying to come through. Right. Which, I, I, it was visually hard to read at times what was going on. I was like, are there, am I looking at the Watchers? Uh, oh, it was his villain. So yeah. Rhino was there. Black Cat was there. Uh, Craven the Hunter was there. Scorpion. Scorpion was there. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, but he's like, yeah, we got to send him back, and like the only way we could do it is like reverse the spell and kind of set it to its initial state, which is like right. you know as you you know wanted. Like nobody can know who you are, uh, and it's it's a hard thing to for him to have to grapple with, right? Like, but he knows at the end he's like, well, I have to do the right thing even if it means like my happiness or you know my friends knowing who i am which Mm -hmm. is i don't know it's that's a tough call (laughs) i would still be like can mj remember (laughs) yeah exactly can she remember me i feel like we didn't really get enough time because like that's a great thing to like let slide by i'd still like to get laid before high school ends you know all that stuff right just please like (laughs) but you know dr strange says like yeah well you know See you around, kid. Go go say your goodbyes, right? And he yeah. goes over. He says goodbye to Mr. Andrew Garfield and his buddy Stab McGuire. Mm-hmm. And uh, says thank you. The and they've got a great moment. It's great seeing all these Spider-Men together. I feel like this is a moment we will always remember. <laughs> the three Spider-Men hugging it out. It's great. Just this generational thing is just such a delight that, that could even be feasible. Like, honestly, I never thought that this script would be the thing that would, like come to fruition right Mm -hmm. where it's like all these generation of spider-man just standing in the mcu yeah (laughs) like what (laughs) something we've hoped for since like Mm -hmm. uh into the spider-verse gave us the idea that something like this could happen they could happen yeah 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 Yeah. that's true that is true put the seeds in there but yeah they fade away goodbye they one of them pieces out the other one waves awkwardly that's a great scene where andrew garfield's like yeah peace (laughs) they're they're always them i love that that they had give them moments to be like this is exactly this peter parker this is this is a different peter Mm -hmm. and then uh we get this really fucking sad scene where tom holland goes over and is hugging his friends goodbye and you know ned and pete do the final friends handshake handshake such a good signature he's fucking crying and he goes over to mj and mj says i love you Mm mm-hmm I love you. And he tries to say it back and she goes, no, you tell me in person. Yeah, you find me. Yeah, and she's like, I'll figure it out. Like, I'll figure it out like I did before. (laughs) And it's such a, like, oh. And then the fucking theme song, how they made, like, this fucking hugely epic orchestral version of the old like the the homecoming theme. Mm -hmm. It just, like, finally crushes it. Just like, oh my god. This is, ugh. I was pretty stoned at this point. Through, uh, (laughs) do a pulse check here uh i was really stoned and fucking vibing vibrating at this point in the film holy god yeah it's one of those moments where the dolby surround sound like really elevated the live orchestral feel because i was saying like at certain points in the movie like they use like this chamber music that just feels like you're in the room with the musician which <laughs> yeah is really cool yeah there's this crazy marimba uh tracking that happens early on in the movie but yeah that that callback to the the homecoming theme the weight of the conversation the fact that like this we're grappling with the idea that this Pete is never really going to win that to be Pete Parker is to be a lonely person. He's got the Peter Parker luck. Yeah. And it, it sucks. It's like, you just want to see him come out on top. You want to see like, he's already lost so many people. He lost his mentors. He lost his aunt, you know, like losing to do his the, girlfriend, he's now? losing his girlfriend, like not, not even like, she's not even dying. He just has to live with the fact that she's there, but doesn't know him. And that's so tragic unto itself. It's mm-hmm. really depressing. Yeah, um, he promises he'll find her again. And he finds her. 
She's still at the the diner. That's where we get our ending, right? Yeah. She's she's at the diner working still. Ned's there. They both got an MIT. MIT, mm-hmm. and Pete has a whole note ready to confess his love to this person. Try to explain, hey, you do know me. But um, I think he has this like, and it's a thing that the the movie doesn't explain to you, but he sees like. She hurt her head during the battle, mm-hmm. and she has a band aid for it, and he notices that. And you can almost see his mind working, where it's like, "She'll always be in danger as long as she knows me, mm-hmm. and she knows Peter Parker." Oh, that was your read from it. Okay. Yeah, and just and that's why he just kind of choked and was like, <sighs> "Yeah, there's nothing else. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you around," you know, yeah. and walks out. And you're just like, "Oh no!" He does the thing that both Spider Men did, mm-hmm. like exactly. Maybe and maybe that's the point, right? Peter Parker is always going to be Peter Parker from some intrinsic choice that he always makes, and that was his moment of like, "I'm just going to let you live your life." Maybe for now, mm-hmm. maybe just for now, he'll probably break. Hopefully, because remember, uh, Emma Stone and Garfield couldn't keep off of each other; they're like dogs in heat. But that's different. Okay, so like, yeah, there's a way to the fact that like her dad died and like he had the silent pact. All right, so not like, not that your to, memory's been wiped yeah, of like, every tender moment we've ever shared. I think it's easier to come back from that. Yeah, right? that, that may be harder. Yeah. That may be harder. You got eternal sunshine. So, so like the thing is like it's it's so grand scale to where it's like okay, well, how what is the extent of him being wiped from people's memory? Is he wiped from public? Well, they records? know who Spider-Man is. Like Happy Hogan still knew who Spider-Man yeah. was and the, obviously the connection between tony stark and spider-man was still there if happy was involved yeah so people know spider-man but they don't know that peter parker spider-man because they don't know who peter parker is yeah. but hopefully there's a thing where it's like well where all this lost time went like it, it's not like they remade that time in some way well the thing even if you look back on his moments though with the group like you know when they went to dc for like the the mathalon thing yeah like he wasn't really there that's so he's true not in pictures when they went to fucking europe like he was barely in pictures right. he got blipped so he was gone for five years that's but also so too. did these people so it's just like how constant in in the public's memory really yeah. is peter parker his aunt's dead so like yeah do, 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 does mj and ned know who aunt may is yeah. even without knowing him yeah exactly so it, it leaves a lot of questions of like how gone is he really right. from the public's memory i need answers on this i need that you can't do another oh aunt may figures out your spider-man at the end of the movie and then we just are are good with it by far from home yeah. don't you need to explain the mechanics of peter parker disappearing you have to yeah but yeah, we got this banger ending that feels like classic Spider-Man ending where Peter moves into his own apartment, looks like a piece of shit in New York. Yeah. And he has to finish his GED because I guess uh, he wouldn't exist anymore. So maybe the high school doesn't have records. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he stitches together a brand new Spider-Man suit. One that is very reminiscent of the classic style. If a bit shinier yeah, for, for the holiday season. It's got that glaze to it. <laughs> it's got a good donut glaze to yeah. it. But yeah, he's swinging around the city Christmas, <sighs> doing his thing. Orchestration Which, popping off. It feels really cool to think that like there's like kind of a, a time overlap to that in Hawkeye because Hawkeye takes place during Christmas time as well. And it's like you could tell that these movies are probably like very parallel to each other time-wise mm-hmm. but yeah just to see him like i worry that this is a scene that maybe they added after the fact to just tack on to like the fact that this is coming out during the holidays but like it's yeah. it's fun like seeing him swim, swing around the tree and everything and... what if the last episode of hawkeye fucking spider-man shows up and knocks out kingpin oh my that'd be so dope wouldn't that be dope but wearing his new shirt like costume. hawkeye calls him in like hey i need some help yeah <laughs> i mean rogers the musical is advertised in the uh in, in the movie 
really crazy, like heft, hefty ending. A lot of emotional weight there. It leaves a lot of questions, like where is this going to go? What, who is he going to be? You know, is, is he is he going back to like friendly neighborhood? Seems like it. it. Yeah, you feel like he wants to grassroots it a little bit, like mm-hmm. go back to being that. Because even like he's stripped of a lot of the the Stark tech. He's got like that old style radio where he's looking up like crimes and stuff. And it's just like yeah, he's going back to like who he was. But like I want to see him. That was an app on his phone, by the way. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. That old style radio. Whatever you got a CB radio. Sorry, this is the point where the, the edible was just wreaking havoc on me. And I'm just like, oh my God. Changing reality. I, I just came off of four crying benders. I was a total mess. Dude, yeah, we walk out and I'm like, Daniel, it was a disappointment that they didn't have other Spider-Man in that film. And you'd be like, wait, what? What did I see? <laughs> but I like the the... Just the implications of everything and just the thought of, like, where could this go from here? Um, and then we get slapped with a really cool, like, credit scene. Really fun. Fun animation style. That reminds me of, like, the John Watts style that we got from, like, yeah, the opening yeah. credits of, like, Homecoming and Far From Home. And it's just, like, it's just such a nice touch. Such a good touch. Yeah. Such a good thing. And then we get a really awesome tie-in with Venom. I hated this. Venom. 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 Because, like, I don't like Tom Venom. Hardy as Eddie Brock as Venom. It, he, and I... I thought, like, okay, cool, we got John Watts directing Venom now in this very pocket post-credit scene. Like, can he make this work? And it's can like, no, he make it? no, no well, I don't think any competent director can make Venom work. It may not be John Watts is. doing that. Sometimes the after-credit scenes are filmed by other directors oh, okay. or directors on the films that the character is supposed to appear in, mm, which okay. is interesting. Because, like, James Gunn did a stinger for one of the films. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so we get this, like, he gets a catch-up on, oh, first of all, I didn't see Venom 2. I guess he ended up in our universe because he happened to know that Peter Parker... Wait a second. This doesn't make sense at all. Because <laughs> Tom Hardy doesn't know who Peter Parker is. Yeah. Because he doesn't... Peter Parker apparently doesn't exist in their universe, maybe. Yeah, so how does he end up here? I have no idea. But he gets a lowdown on, like... Oh, no, no, no. So what happens is he... Because technically this... Fuck. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know him. I think the implication at the end of Let There Be Carnage is that he finds out, like, the public did that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. But, like, that's that would be in a different dimension, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he would have to be in that dimension already and figure that out. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. Maybe we have to see the hit film, Venom, Let There Be no, Carnage. No, we do not. Listen, I'm going to rent it when it's rentable. Okay. Right that's, now you have to buy it. I'm not going to spend uh, it. That's, that's a good point. I'm not going to spend that money on it. Uh, but that, all this really does set up is the fact that, like, okay, cool, Venom was here. He leaves a bit of the symbiote behind. Yeah, he gets blipped back to his universe. Which, but some symbiotes here. And thank this, God. That's our intro for the symbiote I, in this universe? I'm okay with it. I would like, love the potential of having a new interpret an MCU interpretation an MCU interpretation of Venom. Yeah. That isn't the jokey buddy comedy Tom Hardy doing the silly voice mm-hmm. uh Venom. Like an actual like threat to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Or at least let's do the Venom suit arc with Spider-Man, see where that goes. Whatever. I'm into it. I think they could do it a lot better here than they did in Spider-Man 3. That's all I'm saying. I don't want a Tom and Tom. And like... Tom v. Tom. The whole thing of it being like from another world, like is... Or another dimension is like, okay, that's a cool like explain away. It's like, it's an alien thing from that dimension that came here. So it... I think it was as clean as they could do it without making Tom uh, Tom Hardy uh, Venom in this world, which I do not want to see. I do not want to see fucking (laughs) Tom Holland fight Tom Hardy. Uh, Some people are saying they want to see like a square up between like Andrew Garfield and fucking uh, Tom Hardy. And I'm like, I don't know that we're going to get this amazing Spider-Man 3 that you all want. Wouldn't that be like a dope reveal? Like, oh, uh, the amazing universe is where Venom takes place in and Morbius does. It would be cool. And then it'd be like, oh yeah, well, there you go. You're going to fight him. But I guess technically... It has to be that same universe because, like, why else would Adrian Toomes be there in Morbius? 
I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's, Sony's doing a weird job tying all their stuff in that is not like MCU. This is bizardom. Yeah. I don't need... Sony, you're fucking it up. You're, you're giving us like this bootleg universe this that keeps is... on interrupting Feige's vision. Get, come on, come man. Come on. Come on. Get your head out of your web spinner. We got a second post-credit scene, which is a trailer. It's a trailer for, <laughs> for fucking... In the Mouth of Madness. Dr. Looks... Strange version. Pretty cool. Uh, it does. It does look cool. Um... Elizabeth Olsen looks hot in that fucking Scarlet Witch armor. She does, really she good. does. I kind of want this movie to be another multiverse, like, all sorts of fucking crazy characters get yeah. into it. But, like, the trailer made it seem like it's very localized to just, like, Doctor Strange stuff. Maybe. But may- maybe they're just hiding it. Why, why play your hand? Why mm. play your hand so early? Yeah, this is the first trailer <laughs> that I feel like we're going to eventually get, like, a world release trailer that's a little different. Yeah, this doesn't feel like a trailer you put in theaters. Mm-hmm. This felt like a like an original content kind of tone piece thing, mm-hmm. which we've gotten before. They did it for um, Avengers back in the day, and they yeah. did it for another movie. But, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of hoping for another zinger that had something to do with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. For instance, like, show me, show me Garfield back in his universe meeting MJ. That would have been so cool. Like a scene where they meet in a coffee shop or something, and it's just kind of <sighs> like, hey, what's your name? And, like, and, and then, then having him be like, wait, it's MJ? Yeah. <laughs> and have that be like the reason that he like latches onto her. They should have given us the most post-credit scenes in any MCU movie. Give us right. a post-credit scene for each Spider-Man. Each Spider-Man. And then the two that they gave us. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and Yeah, and have... Have the post credit scene for Tobey Maguire be where uh, MJ's doing like another like live Broadway play and he gets there and then Bruce Campbell fucking stops him. <laughs> but he goes, oh, wait, you don't want to be late. Yeah, <laughs> He's, good. And then like lets him in finally. Yeah. It's to see Rogers the musical like she's in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to, to, to bear that. <laughs> but yeah, great Spider-Man. This is man like a pinnacle. Had a lot of fun. Year event. Great blockbuster movie, great Spider-Man movie. It's a long podcast you made. It there. is uh, that I made. Well, there's like 15 minutes of, of starter filler that probably won't make it in. So it's still this is still going to be like a, tapes. <laughs> the lost tapes, the lost sessions. But yeah, uh, end of the episode thoughts. I mean, I feel like we went through a lot. We on hit it. it. I I adore this movie. I really do want to see it again. I um, do too. Uh, want to own it? Yes. I have the first two. You do. You bought them to prep for this movie. But I imagine they're going to do like a, a home trilogy package deal. The coming trilogy. The coming, uh, yeah. Uh, the, ej- <laughs> package, the, the, the Tom Holland ejaculation series. Yes. Um, fuck. This is so good. This is like... Phase 4 has been off to a killer start so far. Yeah. With like the movies, the combined shows, all of it weaving together. And it just... It really makes me excited to see like where this multiverse of madness is going to go. All the shit. Even the fact that like we got a what if villain it at the end of that uh stinger where it's like oh there's dark doctor strange or evil doctor strange whatever it is and it's just like that's cool that's cool to know that everything is kind of weaving together and it's not just like contained right i like the cohesiveness of this universe yeah the consistency of it too it's all good it's all great i like it who could be mad at marvel for any reason Thank you, Lord Disney. <laughs> Thank you, Disney overlords. Thank you, Mouse. I'm going to go back to jerking you off now because oh. <laughs> you, know, you did such a good job here. Wow. Um, for, for me, like... Daniel this is, jerked off a mouse. This is definitely like top three Spider-Man movies for me. It's, top three? What's number one? It's probably top three MCU movies as well. Maybe top five. I don't know. I'm still top sitting five? with it. I think it's top five for me. Yeah. I, I think I would put Infinity War still like above this movie for mm-hmm. what it does for me personally and emotionally. But I think it's like pretty fucking high. Yeah. I think Infinity War and Endgame are still like kind of like. Yeah. 
crown supreme They're for me just because it's such a there, yeah. complete package <laughs> and those are just bombastic event movies um i'm still grappling with whether or not i like homecoming more as a film through and through but thor ragnarok is up there in my, my top five as well it's a fucking bombastic one and, and civil yeah. war uh, i love civil war so yeah i think homecoming is definitely a lot of fun so is far from home being the beach episode of spider-man movies yeah thank you for being that but this one, it does have tones where it's, yeah, the fact that we're comparing it to stuff like Endgame tells you kind of like where it goes. And I think it's amazing that, uh, spectacular even, that this film gets there. Like it, it, well, it could have been a smaller story. Apparently, if they didn't get the Disney deal, it would have been like the Craven and the Hunter being mm. the main antagonist. And we're just kind of getting like a, yeah, right? Like, doesn't, uh, it, doesn't it hurt to know that it could have been like either fucking the end game of Spider-Man movie or just another Spider-Man movie was the choice. It would have been like, shit. <laughs> another Spider-Man movie where it's like, okay, maybe it ends here and we don't get a fourth one. That really is the payoff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, even if we never got another Spider-Man movie after this, which is impossible, it's going to happen. Yeah. This would have been like a great way to end uh, Tom Holland and the MCU mm. as well. Like, just thinking of this as, like, the capper, it would have done a good job as being the capper. It was that solid. It's That's a tough one, too, because it's yeah. just, like, there's so many implications, too. Like, I don't know. I feel like there might there would need to be one more full Spider-Man movie. Really. I feel like there should be a handoff. <laughs> he needs more. Like, he needs a little bit more. I know he doesn't want to play Spider-Man forever, and, like, why would you want to play the same character, yeah. like, your entire career, right? But it just, I don't know. Like, to leave it like that, it feels like, uh, it feels like how we left Infinity War, where it's like, like a gasp almost and it's like you're waiting to like it's not, breathe again i don't, I don't think know. it's that cliffhangery of a gasp it's just kind of like new beginning sort of deal sure end of infinity war was like are we okay. gonna die yeah half the world has been snapped so yeah. is this it <laughs> it's fair <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but i feel you where it's like i need more i want more they set it up for more but yeah. like yeah you could have stitched this to be the ending as well mm-hmm. where like that ending in the coffee shop was just like my name's peter parker mm-hmm okay, bye, do the fake out, and then him come back and be like, actually, I'm in love with you. You don't know who I am. Here's all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, it would have been great. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him moving forward, right? Like, you know, with his hero storyline, with his rogues gallery, because there's still so many fucking yeah. Spider-Man Do, do they try to give him, like, uh, uh, other loves? I was thinking Black that, Cat. too. That would hurt to have him, like, kind of fall in love with, like, somebody else, and then, like, you know, also trying to, like, mend stuff with MJ and... Oh, man. Yeah. Because then it gets sloppy. Then it's like, well, wait, who is this other person you were in love with? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I would like to see, like, a silver screen version of Black Cat. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hasn't gotten uh, on screen yet, right? Just PS4, Spider-Man? Just PS4. Damn shame. Yeah. Damn shame. Black Cat. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, all right. We're done. Well, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, <laughs> highly recommend it if you guys you know have made it this far you've probably seen it see if, an IMAX. if not you're crazy go see it in imax. imax such a definitive experience something i haven't really gotten to do since like i think jurassic world came yeah. out in theaters so it's been a while but great movie chris pat <laughs> bryce dallas howard also in spider-man 3 oh yeah, gwen stacy from another mother i like man. it well I, I that's all i really got to say on it uh fuck man such a good film finn Finn. I don't know if this is going to be the last podcast we do of the year. If we're trying to do a Matrix one or what else, um, we, you guys might get, get one more. Year one. Well, that probably won't come out this year, though. True. It never comes out in December. You got to wait. Uh, so this might be the last or second to last podcast you guys get for the year. But want to review the Matrix? We could. We could. We talked about it. We're just going to watch it HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. Like, they made it available. Um, but yeah, if uh, if this is it, you guys have a good you know holiday season. Have a happy Christmas uh whatever you celebrate you know get some time with your loved ones don't work too much i will say this 
another hard year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. As a part of hard times. But one thing I want you to walk away with is if you're listening to this, you're still here. You're, you're pretty st- badass for doing that. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of you kind of did the thing, man. You got through. We're still working through, but you got through another year. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. That's some Spider-Man shit. Save Room says if you made it this year, despite all of your hardships, that's good stuff. What I really need to say is, Peter, you're my hero, and I love you. <laughs> Don't forget the milk. Don't forget the eggs, Peter. Did you forget the eggs, Peter? You probably <laughs> forgot the eggs. Don't go into 2022 forgetting the eggs. Don't, don't follow do through it. for your loved ones. 22, you know? two dozen eggs. Don't don't be a passive bystander and say not my problem. You know, because it, it might kill your aunt. Yeah, and don't dress <laughs> like a youth pastor. So what a fucking good scene of like. Uh, so do you always dress like a youth pastor? He's like, no, I wear my suit under here. Like I don't walk around and dress like Spider Man. He's like, oh yeah, good point. That defeats the anonymous thing. Yeah. <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, you guys already know where to find us. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow us at Save Room Show. Uh, tell us where this ranks in your Spider-Man ranking. Was it good? Was it amazing? You know, great. Th- this movie is nothing short of great. Like it's it's fantastic. So. Dun dun dun, dun dun dun, dun 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 dun. dun. This is a Spider-Man theme. That's a good theme, man. Thanks, man. I wrote yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it as an NFT soon. Oh no! Yeah!